pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. At sasportstar.com. San Antonio's Sports Center. The Cowboys reworked defensive tackle Neville Gallimore's deal, creating some cash space, lowering his hit from 2.7 to 1.5. Jerry Jones said left guard Tyler Smith's MRI said he had a sprain, excuse me, a hamstring strain, but should be ready to go for the Giants. And the Astros continue to roll. They beat the Rangers 14-1, and Jose Altuve went yard three times. r in the morning gets rolling right now. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the oh. left. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. I like saying that. Both of us enjoy saying that for different reasons. You got it out? He is, Rudy J. You got the trash out? I, the trash is out. Okay, good job. I had four days to do it and got it done. Yeah, I got out. Actually, didn't get out till late. But yeah, I did get it out. Hey, that's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, Easy E, uh, driving this boat. I get here on the tail end of Rudy's week as he's winding down. Oh. to hit the bricks for a yes, couple sir. of days. Yes, sir. After I just took my four, rested, relaxed. So... Is, do we have McCarthy this Friday or is it after game one? Is it this Friday? Because I was going to say. I you think can, it's Friday, dude. I think you and McCarthy head up. Yeah, I think we I think You're we going to be, and I'm not going to come back and McCarthy, you and McCarthy got you know in a fight what? now. My uh, my my brother <laughs> This is, is going to sit in for you on Friday. Hey, that is a. Uh, for those I, I that don't know, you know. This, yeah. So so Jason gets this. Is he a Cowboy fan? Um, He is a begrudging he can't help it. He was indoctrinated. Dallas Cowboy, I love them, yet I hate them kind of Got fan. you. He's the first guy to praise and the first guy to jump off the whack. He doesn't – He he's more of a college football fan. Uh, so oh, should be you, Jason, and – But I do – I think Mark – I think he starts Friday. I think it's this Friday. I mean, he's been kind of salty. I'll be eager to talk to him. Yeah, he's been he's been surly, man. It's a lot on the line this season. So, I get it. So once I since we've last spoken, uh, Steele got paid. Yep, and uh, I just heard in your Sports Center, um, Gallimore got Gallimore restructured. Got restructured. Like, hey, man, you're lucky to be on this team. Restructure your deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving money around. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has some thoughts about Micah getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Now that you got your own contract, you can go ahead and help somebody else yeah. get it. 
Uh, Nick Bosa hadn't been paid. Chris Jones wants to be paid. Lots of money floating around as we get ready for game one of the NFL season tomorrow night. Maybe no Kelsey, though. Yeah. Who is the brand new Mambo King? Yeah, he's on your fantasy team. So, of course, he's hurt. And that's why, if everybody's wondering why Kelsey went down yesterday, it's because Rob drafted him. The Mambo Kings (laughs) drafted him last night. You know, I, uh, and I'm going to admit this. I'm, not, I'm sure right now there are 11 media types between here and Austin that are not happy with me. Why is that? What because I, we had a 1045 fantasy draft last night. Mm-hmm. At night, 1045. That's well past my bedtime. And as I replied to those that were bitching at me, okay, next time let's have our draft at 345 in the morning. Because that's the same thing for you and me. Right. So you can decide what what is appropriate or not when you just schedule it. So I auto-drafted again. The last time I auto-drafted two years ago, uh, I won the league. Got a pretty good team? You like your team? Well, um, you know, when I, when I won the league last time, it was solely and completely because of Cooper Cup. That was it. Cup went bananas. He was the separator. I don't know if there's a separator on this, but yeah, I got Trevor Lawrence and a couple of running backs, and you know, I do have Travis Kelsey. But you can always tell the guy that auto drafted. You know how I, you can tell an auto draft team? No, tell me how. Be uh, their defense and their kicker oh. is always ranked first because you, you, because it just picks in order. Yeah, so it fills slots, and then normally it'll take a kicker and a defense about two rounds earlier than a human drafter would pay. So of I don't, course. Yeah. I ended up with Justin Tucker and the San Francisco 49er defense. That's not a bad thing. Which tells me I was the only one that auto-drafted of our 12. And if it's typical of our draft, there's between two and five minutes between the uh, draft pick. And, you know, um, you have the clock. Anybody who's done online, we know. But our league, Yahoo, I don't know if our commish ever figured out how to just let me set auto-draft, and as soon as my pick came up, bam, just throw the pick up. So was it? did it take the last full allotted year, time? The last time I did it, it took the full allotted time. Now keep in mind, this is an 11, a 12-player draft with, I believe, 12 rounds. So you had, every time it was up for me, it took the entirety of the clock. So everybody well, that, was mad you at know me what? the next morning. It's kind of like middle finger to you because... It's because of the 1045. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, and what, it takes at least two hours? So you're supposed to stay up to almost one? But, you know, I've like, been, get out of here. I know. I, I, I get it. I get what they're doing. I No, it's but, like you're not going to change it for one person, right, but okay, it. then you got to deal with my yes, But right. I've been on those drafts where I'm waiting for that stupid auto draft to finish. You're like in the sixth round. You've really finished everything up. Right. And then everybody starts auto drafting themselves. Right, because it's like, all right, and I have to study. And then the draft now. gets really long for those few that hang around. And it's all because of one guy, and last night I was the guy. Oh, well. Oh, well. So You're a former champion. I guess Deal I'm with it. Champions get to do what they want. Yeah, that's right. I have the trophy to prove it. How was your weekend, man? Like, you know, we had a birthday, Lucky, your wife's birthday. Like, what's, like really? how, how was everything? I, I, the highlight of the weekend, my wife and I spent some time away, up on the top of a hill. Um, I got new golf clubs. For my birthday. New really? clubs. This first new... When was the last time you got a new golf club? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is the last set of golf as, clubs as much I'm ever going to have. As much as I talk about golf, you would think, like, you know, once every two years, but it's been a long time. I, I think I've reached an age where some things I'm getting, it's the last time I'm ever going to get them. 
And I think golf this clubs. This is your last set? No, it depends. You luggage, know? I think I'm probably going to end up with a set or two more. But, you know, there's lifespans to things you buy. Right. And I think, I, judging by the length of time, now, a lot of my clubs over the years have been replaced. You know, you, you, you bust a three iron over your shin, you need to go yeah. get another one. New but grips. For the most part, the clubs I've, I use are 25 years old. Damn that! That's long. Yeah, I'm just. No, I long. mean, like I said, over the years, I like I, I still don't have the same driver. Although I, I bet I do. I still have a big Bertha. I have a big Bertha Good from the Lord. mid '90s, the OG big Bertha. Wait, that's a small face. No, no, that's a whopper. That's it's a, a whopper, but I'm talking about compared to this new stuff, this new technology. The faces are pretty big. Ah, uh, dude, this one is outlandishly <laughs> big. Oh, okay. This one is, it's like a softball at the bottom of oh, the Oh, gotcha, gotcha, It's, gotcha, it's gotcha. outlandishly big. Okay. So I care, still carry that around. So I haven't had a new set of clubs in forever. Now, I, were you touching them a lot? That's how I oh, know you were. I was sitting in my chair. And, okay, well, then, and, yeah, you read. And, they're, and um, it's a, it's the uh, the driver and the and the three are old man flex, so it's got a little bit of waggle. Got to have some waggle. Uh, this is the first time I've had anything less than stiff. Yeah, you so, don't want, yeah, stiff. There's no. a, well, most of the time, when you ask me, would you prefer waggle or stiff? <laughs> I'll take the pill. Same. I mean, same. You reach an age, you'll, I, and I'll freely admit it. Yo, give but it to me. I, th- this first time I've actually had an age appropriate golf club. So, man, I, I'm I'm ready for our golf tournament. Unfortunately, that you won't get to play in. But I'm going to have some pretty clubs. They're shiny. I mean, they're so pretty. Speaking of our golf tournament, y'all need to get signed up. Yeah, man. Got some spots uh, left. Uh, so you can come out and see me with my pretty clubs that I will not be able to use because Rudy and I will be working while you guys are playing. It is, in fact, October the 2nd out at Olympia Hills. We are headed back to play golf. Sign up now at sasportstar.com. Registration is 120 bucks per or 400 is if you got three, three friends. So find three friends. Save yourself some money. Go to sasportstar.com. Get yourself signed up. We're going to have all the games. $50,000 for a dollar uh, gift card with our hole-in-one competition. So um, someone's got to sit at that hole. You got to figure we're going to do that. The gun, the gun thing again. Yeah, to you know get the drive. That's a little bit of money. Um, anybody who's ever been to our tournament knows the like holes sixteen. It's the one going toward thirty five. Those ones going toward thirty five. Yeah, gets uh, it's just an interesting day. It's a good day. It's a, no, it's a great day. The and thing I would about like it to is, talk about what goes on out there. No, we can't do that. But but goes, you got to be there. There's the, for those of you know, you know the river rule. It's a river rule kind of a thing. And for, there's li- people listening right now that knows knows what that means. Are there any rivers flowing? Uh, I was overlooking one for a little bit over the weekend. There, How there much water is, was in there? In fact, water uh, flowing is a broad term. Did you but, get your feet in there? Anything? Yeah, I did. I mean, there's some. It, 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 you're still able to tube, kinda. But the, I have a feeling there's some walking involved in it with anybody that's tubing right now. At least where I was. So. There you have it. Yeah. Did you see the top 25 yesterday? I sure did. I thought, you know, and I was up, me and Pledge were messing with you. We were like, man, Rob didn't get any pictures of the damn game, but you didn't go. You, had, no, you I, ended I, up at an Airbnb. But, but my uh, wife was like, you know, it's going to be 102 there. Like, who wants to sit in that? And a lot of people did. I saw the ticket, boom, gone. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, brutal, miserable heat. And Texas and and A&M uh, did what they were supposed to do. Texas took a little bit wa- longer to get rolling, but once they kind of found it. Uh, Texas struggled. Yeah, no, struggling. I, I kept telling everybody as we were watching this game that Sark's offense is a precision offense. It is. But once you get in that groove, it really clicks. And right. they, it just took them a couple of, a couple of season, a series to kind of. But does, the, but does Sark have. 
Does he have a Tua? Does he have a Mac Jones? Does he have a Jalen Hurts? Does, that's the that's the, the answer. Is Quinn, still is Quinn Ewers a top ten pick in the NFL right now? I no, he's say, not. I will say I don't know, but the good news is I still don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So when you say Sark's offense is precise, well, with those quarterbacks he had at Bama, I can't remember which ones, but those are the three that come to mind. When you have those guys, you can be precise. I don't know if Quinn Ewers is that guy. Well, we were told he was. Yeah. And Sark's got a track record. I've been told the earth but, is flat, too. But I, I will say, yes, I think that the uh, jury – but the good news is uh, Ewers did nothing to prove that he's not. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say he hasn't the good lost news, the gig. And now, it ain't great news, but the best news that is available to you and is I, and I can't the jury's still out. I can't even judge him on this Saturday. Because I mean, it, well, oh, you better judge him on this Saturday. This is where this is nut cutting time, baby. This is it. This is the stage. If you're gonna do it, this is when you do it. Ask Johnny. I've seen. Well, come on, Rob. Well, you I'm compa- just saying. You compared to one of the hey, best college quarterbacks to ever well, walk. Well, wasn't I told that Quinn Ewers was the perfect quarterback coming out of high school? That only the other dude on the sideline had ever ranked uh, ranked more numbers, more stars, more everything. True. That's what I was told. So if Ewers is that. This is the stage, baby. That's man. Pressure's a privilege. That's a. Uh, again, now the thing I told Pledge yesterday, Rob, is okay. You know, Alabama's defenses haven't been those defenses of past. So if there's a time to get them, it's now. But they're gettable. It's still, they're gettable. I can't imagine walk. You know, I've seen I've seen Cam Newton walk in there and come back from you know twenty one points mm-hmm. down. I've seen Johnny go in there. I've seen an Auburn quarterback or two go in there, but. Not a lot of people win in Tuscaloosa. They haven't lost a lot oh, of games there. This is a big bite out. Yeah, that's not they, they don't lose at home much, Rob. And I'm not even saying you got to win. But you can't look bad. But yours legit. If you want to, you could call the dogs off for the season. He could, I mean, if he has a game, a, a true Sark quarterbacked game, and everyone hurts and Tua, they've all had them where they're not throwing 40 times, but they're throwing 20, 25 times. Right. They're completing 70% of their passes. Two of them are for 60 yards or better because they pop somebody deep. If he has one of those games, the dogs will be called off all season long. If Fair. He, if he goes out there, so man, Fair. this is it. Go Fair. do it. And that's why I'm not a good D1 athlete. There's, I'd, I'd literally pee down my leg walking in, walking into Tuscaloosa. And seeing all that crimson, a hundred and hundred thousand crimson, there's no way I could handle that. There's, and I and I'm aware of that. There's an article in Sports Illustrated. You want to beat Alabama at home? Then you better have a dot 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 dot. Since two thousand, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, two thousand seven. Alabama ninety five and eight at home Ooh. since two thousand seven. <laughs> so you're saying there's a yeah, chance? Yeah, I mean, good luck, Quinn. <laughs> Just you know, good luck. The. Uh, Injury updates today. We're going to have Dr. Garrett join we got us Doc. as we prepare for yeah. a full season of football. I'm sure hyperextended knee will be on the... We got a cool uh, interview also yeah. today, man. A really cool interview. I'm I looking forward to it. kind of burying the lead. So at 8.30, we're going to be joined by an author of a brand new book. The title is Rocket Men. The, the, the uh, author is a man named Eisenberg, uh, John Eisenberg. And it's a story of the black quarterbacks that revolutionized pro football. And as I look at the cover of the book, uh, for those of you watching us via our vast and highly produced uh, video feed, 
which have we ever discovered whether these big cameras up here are going to be used? Are they on now? Dude, these cameras are just for show. They, so, they've been for show since since Oxnard. We got tripods in here, uh, yeah. apart from ourselves, that yeah. are we can't <laughs> tell. Um, for those that are watching Jesus. our feed. <laughs> um, are you kidding me? He's going to join us. Rocket Man is the title. Um, uh, Eisenberg uh, wrote a book on the black, the history of the black quarterback, but on the cover is Warren Moon. And as you know, uh, this is the uh, the Warren Moon. What are those things called? Um, the, when you get to oh, buy a picture that other people NFT. can get for free. The NFT? That thing. Yeah. Where you buy pictures that other people just have, but you buy it. Right. Um, we, we have an NFT of Warren someplace in here. Mine's in here. Well, that's really all we need. It's just one. So signed. He signed it to me. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I got it right here. Uh, here it is. Uh, See this. One so is, we got the yeah. Warren Moon NFT to Rudy. Yeah. Uh, which we we didn't have to buy. You could have bought, or you could get these for free. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk um, the history of the black quarterback, and certainly uh, Pat Mahomes uh, is the end result of many that came before him. He does stand indeed on the shoulders of giants. And uh, Joel or John Eisenberg will join us at eight thirty as we look back in the history. Of the black quarterback as we begin this NFL season. I'm ready. Ah, we heard from Jerry over the weekend. I ain't got to tell nobody nothing. <laughs> you hear that, you, you fanners? I ain't got to tell nobody nothing. I make that decision in five minutes. You remember when George Bush, uh, H.W., uh, was oh, in, okay. I'm the decider. Jerry's just telling us he's the decider. You got a gift from the from the Blitz boys. Yeah, I, I, I see. It's kind of like, should I bring bring this to light? Yeah. Should I feed this stray cat, <laughs> you know or what? should I just like just act as if nothing it. happened so it never happens? Or treat it like kitty no, litter. No, we'll treat it like they want to treat it. I'm sure it's in our. Uh, they left me a, a fine gift this morning. I, I walked into the studio with what appeared to be a box of donuts, and I thought, well, they probably got them. Yeah, I said it'll stale, but now you know I appreciate the thought because I don't think anybody showed up this morning before three thirty. No. Um, it's an empty box of what was donuts and Jason and Joe and a variety of staff signed the, uh, card and hilarious and what appears to be crayon in their childish (laughs) cursive (laughs) and their hijinks. So, uh, yeah, thanks to all who reached out and said uh, happy birthday to me. It made it wonderful. It's certainly a pleasure to do what I do and get to meet the people that I meet. So. Thanks to all that uh, took a moment to uh, say thank you. That's one of the. That's the only reason I absolutely adore social media. Yep. Remind you of birthdays that you would no, normally forget. I, I'm looking at my friends list and seeing who reached out. You know, I'm keeping tabs. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know. You don't tell me happy birthday. I know. I know. So I just, know, you know. I appreciate all those that did love you, and if you didn't, well, fine. I know where we stand. We're going to tell you where the Cowboys stand, where Trayvon stands on Micah's paychecks, and all things Dallas Cowboys, because that's what we do. Hold on tight. NFL talk coming. We're 36 hours away from the beginning of the NFL season. Lots to go into as free agents are still dangling. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now. You're a rock star. Get the show on. Rest in power. You know, when you lose, uh, there was a time back in the early 90s that... This was on every. This was in what they would call in the, say oh, in the man. industry heavy rotation. Man, nah, it's the heavies. Nah, you got to come up with another word. What? 
I don't know. It's war, war, way more than heavy. What is he? Was he sick? What happened to him? I don't know. I I know that it, it's funny. The day before, and if you're curious, um, the uh, lead singer for uh, Smash Mouth, yeah, uh, passed away. Um, I saw over the weekend he wasn't doing too well. Then, yeah, then, then yesterday I saw he passed. It's funny how publicists uh, work. Acute liver failure. Uh, liver Steve failure. Steve Harwell. <laughs> you know, when you hear liver failure, that was a hard life. That oh, means he got you. He beat that liver up. Oh, damn. Live the rock star life. I need but to start chilling. It, it, yeah, there was a time when that kind of uh, that flavor of music. I don't know how you, what it's defined as. What is it? I don't know. But there was Pop? four or five bands that all sounded alike. Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth, Limp Biscuit went way out there, but there was this, I don't know. Yeah. No one ate the donuts, Pledger. There were none in there. There were none in there, and Pledge knows it. Yeah, he knows it. See, that's why I wanted to let this just die. Yeah, but exactly. It, but it does kind of need to live on, because uh, I, if we're going to do this, then we're going to do it. Yeah, if y'all want to play those if games, y'all want to play, play those games, games, play silly games, win silly prizes. You know there what I mean? Go. That's what my man said. Yep. So I got a silly prize. So uh, only thing is, I don't know when the next birthday is. It's gonna be a while. I don't know when Joe's is. Jason's is until February. Yeah, I don't know when Joe's. And, birthday I, and is. I do recall a birthday quite recently for Jason Minix, where I, he was gifted a pair of J's. You did give him some. I'm, I'm I got an empty donut box. I'm a hundred percent positive he has a gift for you today. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, that's why you don't want to get into these wars. But if yeah. we're gonna do practical jokes. And, so, and you know what? He I don't even know if he deserves those J's. I think he's probably worn them three no, times. The dude does. He did. That guy no. needed, needed some kicks. Trust he me. Did. Trust me. <laughs> You're right. Because that was those hokas. Because I got to run with this he cat. Beat those hokas down. Yeah. So I got to go out with him. Called. You yeah, know when you we know when we travel out and around. So speaking this, of this was for all of us. Speaking of Boston, Boston, here we come. Sorry, Edwin. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, Edwin's saying talk sports. What what sports are there to talk about? Is it football season yet? <clears throat> We're not there yet. We're 36 We're hours. There. I mean, are we going to make bold pronouncements tomorrow? What do you mean? In the beginning of the season, are we going to make our Super Bowl, playoffs, MVP? I guess I have to do that today. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Gone so the rest we, of the week. Oh, no, that's right. No, we won't do it then. We'll wait okay. till you come yeah. back on Monday. We'll wait till week yeah. one, and then I'll be like, okay, well, then, I saw the teams. We'll, we'll, we'll do like, and here's a little bit of fantasy uh, advice from an old, old fantasy vet. Yeah. Lose your first game. Why? Get high up in the waiver wire list. Oh, got you. Lose the first game, score as little as possible, because there's two players out there, maybe three. That are going to have breakout years. We don't know who they are. There's a Brees Hall. There's some, but I don't know. We can project kind of. But for you fantasy types, losing the first game and being number one in the waiver wire list pays dividends more often than not. That's just my advice to you. But the NFL execs did pick their MVPs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And and I think that that we'll probably mirror that. We'll cover that today. Yeah. But I, I saw that we were going to cover it today. I thought, we need to kind of throw in our bold predictions, but yeah, I haven't done enough of the total research to where I can give you a total and informed. And one game in always helps. So uh, as we come into this season, it's easy to help other folks once you've already gotten out of line. But when right. you're still in line and to say, pay somebody, that's something else. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a good teammate. Yeah, and he already got paid. That's what I'm saying. It, it's already, one thing he already got paid. when you're – both waiting to get fed, saying, "Yo, no, go feed him everything he wants." 
And I, I'll just hope for the best for myself. That's one way. But once you got your money, and Trayvon did, mm-hmm. now you understand as he steps up and he believes that Micah, should, Micah Parsons uh, should get quarterback money. And yeah, yeah, he said, uh, I'm going to make sure I don't want to misquote my the, the best cornerback on this team. It's like, um, he definitely should get quarterback money. He deserves it. Generational talent. Too much talent. Nobody is like him. Like how a quarterback can change a whole team, he can change a whole defense, and he can ruin a play at any time. If you got that capability, you should get paid like it. Now, for me, I think, you know, with Micah, considering this isn't his year to come up, you kind of got sitting around rubbing your hands for Chris Jones and Nick <laughs> Bosa. Now, that especially with Nick Bosa, because some would argue, depend on who you ask and where, what, what side of the country you're on, that some would say, well, you know what, Nick Bosa's a smidget. A few millimeters better than Trey than the than Micah, so I'm thinking you know he's going to sit around and wait to see what Nick Bosa gets, and that and that that'll kind of set the bar. I mean, you got Aaron Donald at 31 a year, T.J. Watt at 28, Joey Bosa robbing the bank at 27, Miles Garrett at 25. So those are the top four. Well, and Quentin Williams at 24. Yeah. So if I'm Micah, I'm asking for 40. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll meet you at 35. Yeah. Right. That's quarterback money. I. This is not breaking news. Yeah, here. yeah, it's not. It's really, it, it really isn't. But yeah, they're about thirty-five. But I, now is he Aaron Donald? Is yeah. he is he's well, as disruptive and impactful as Aaron Donald? What you just said was key. That he's really not up yet. We no, just he's know up. he's no. coming up. Yeah. So I I look at this as a contract year. I hope that Trayvon's right. I think Jerry's telling Trayvon and and Micah too. I hope y'all are right. I hope you you are all man. I hope you are, because if you it. are, I'll add another zero. Baby, I, I will pay you. We know Jerry will pay you. Oh, he that's what he does. So, I mean, oh, I don't have Zach's money. Got him. Still, we'll see what he looks like. Got him. So, so <laughs> Everybody's going to get paid. If you're in the circle, you get paid. And Cowboy knows that. Yeah. So Everybody's man, like, yo, just keep negotiating. Keep Hold your ground. He got you. And have a half-ass good year. You don't even have to have a great year. You don't have to be great. Just uh, win a bunch of football games. You don't even have to win the Super Bowl. Just win a bunch of games. Be very competitive at the bitter end, wherever that is. You know, you have to win a playoff game. And you better play a role in the win. But, impact. Impact, Michael. Where's the impact? Dude, you're going to get paid. But you brought up Nick Bosa. If I'm San Fran, I'm a little worried. Oh, well. It matters. There, There is this domino, and luckily, Micah's this last domino. This is this line of dominoes that are all Well, Tyler Biotish is in there, too. Well, I'm, no, I'm talking about. Oh, okay, DN. Between Chris Jones and, and um, Bosa, there's money that directly affects Micah. I mean, <laughs> that will be the mirror plus one, other than TJ's paycheck right now, that is going to be where we're going to start. Right. With Micah. So he has a vested interest in this. And I think San Francisco and Kansas City both are kind of doing this whole uh, unwritten wink, wink. Well, see, Chris, the defensive Jones line. Is, Chris Jones is up against it because he plays with Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and if you're, you're the Chiefs, you have the ability to say, mm, I think we can win without you. And Nick uh, Bosa, a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. Purdy's had a great, you know, a great, you know, rookie season. I, I get it. But he's not Mahomes, so you don't have that luxury of being like Tyreek Hill. Get out! You, I know, think, you don't have that luxury. So and I Chris think Chris is up against it. And I think Chris is doing. I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna show you that in some instances, in some instances, absence does prove value. And I think that Kansas City is gonna find out real quick. 
What Detroit is going to come at them tomorrow night. Come at so? them. Oh, oh, this has now, the look and feel play, of a yeah. TCU Colorado oh. kind of okay. unleash the hounds kind of game. Release the hound. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I'm just telling I, you. Well, look, a lot of people are high on Detroit, so I now I want to see that now we know Detroit is coming. I want to see if they're going to look as good as they have as they did last year. You know what I mean? Like last year, we're like, hey, we don't know what the hell they are, and then next thing you know, oh damn, this Detroit team's physical and they play hard. Now that you can't sneak up on anybody, so let's see what they are now that we know they're coming. I, I, that is indeed the uh, the rubric. That is the test as right. it comes. Hey, coming back, he's the decider, and everybody needs to know it. Jerry speaks. When Jerry speaks, I listen. And McCarthy loves his kicker, as we all do at the beginning of the season. We're going to hear from the Cowboys themselves. Hold on tight. More Dallas Cowboy talk coming. This is R&R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Always going for it, never pump. Fourth down, last call, hell, Mary Prescott, touchdown, eh? It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Because I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is because I had all the information. I had it from when we drafted him. I had information just at my, just right at my fingertips of what we thought of his play the last couple of years. Uh, I knew what we thought of him. I didn't have to visit with anybody about what kind of player he is. And so I was able to make the call relative to we didn't want, want to put the resources in him, want to develop him, where he fit on the whole team. I don't have to talk to anybody about that. <laughs> Jerry Jones yesterday on 105.3 The Fan. He's I mean, the decider. It's the truth. Well, I liked it when he said, uh, you know, I got all the information at my fingertips. It's called the Googles. I Googled him. Yeah. And uh, I remember him, and I went and got him. Are we are we moving on from Trey until Dak has a bad game? Are we done yeah, with Trey? We sh- I, I mean, mean we, we had should. a week, we had a week and a half of nothing but Trey talk. So now we're you know we're about to get to the games. I guess until Dak has a bad game or a couple bad games, I guess we're done with Trey Lance talk. Or I understand why the fan asked him about it because it's his first time speaking since you know the trade as far as their first interview every Tuesday, but. I think it'd be. I think that should be it. I, I think the storyline has gone from Trey Lance and the acquisition to Jerry asserting himself as, "Hey, man, I, I, I'm the guy." Nobody's saying that you can't make that decision. No, I, I don't think, and I don't have a problem with. it. I'm saying if anybody has a problem with, it, I don't. The people that have a problem with it aren't saying like, "Yeah, you can't." That's cool. You're making the decision, but. You may want to let your head coach know who is calling all the brand new plays and has a quarterback room that he likes. You may want to let him know, hey, I'm going to throw a new guy in here that I need you to develop while I want you to get us to a minimum NFC championship. You know what I mean? So if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm like, I'm delegating that. Like, dude, I got my maybe not, but in my mind, I have to operate like my job's on the line. I don't have time to practice. That's why Pop sends guys to Austin. Right. Because I don't have time to develop you. 
If you want you want results, you want a Super Bowl, I don't have time to work on the third string quarterback. So quarterback coach and my assistants, as Mike McCarthy said yesterday, the biggest, you know, biggest way to fail as a coordinator is, you know, you don't develop your assistant coaches. So he's gonna have to delegate that to an assistant coaches and, and Trey's gonna have to come along you know, on his own and be a professional. I don't have time for that. I gotta get I got I gotta beat Philly and San Fran developing a third string quarterback. I think there's a broader a broader plan here for Jerry that he is establishing that as this season begins in 36 hours and we play in four days, whatever, till uh, Sunday night, let no one doubt that this is my team. I'll do what I want. And I, I think he's kind this of – This is my party and I'll cry This is my party and, Mike, I don't care how much you like your kicker. I'm, I don't care how you much – You don't like your kicker? Well, I mean, you, I would like to think that my head coach, at the very least, would be proud of the kicker that he decided to keep. But I, I think Jerry's just laying down the law. Like, look, if this doesn't go well, remember, I'll, I'll I'll trade for anybody whenever I want, and I'll fire anybody whenever I want. And this is smart football. I mean, I, I mean, the way it was handled. I, look, you can't tell when these things are going to come about. No one had any idea that the Forty ers were going to just all of a sudden put them on the market. But the thing about it is, for years we've said, hey, it's time to draft a quarterback for the last couple of years and develop him. And they accomplished that with the fourth-round pick. I mean, their star quarterback right now is a fourth-round pick. So everybody's happy. And if Dak has the yips or Dak, you know, can't get them over the hump, then guess what? You give Trey a look. Simple as that. I, I You know, I thought, I thought this was football 101. Right? I, I, that. And any other team other than the Cowboys, everybody went, oh. I mean, think about it. I mean, he's he's what? what? He's like kind of like Derek Carr, kind of like Kirk Cousins, right? He's kind of like Derek Carr. Derek Carr out of a job. You see, football is a meritocracy. I don't know. I, is he be- I, I, look, if he is better than Derek Carr, Dak Lovers, it ain't by much. So what I'm saying is you're, you're in that realm of guys that, look, we like you a lot, and we could see you here for a long time. But if it feels like we're on the treadmill, at some point we cut ties. That's all this is. That's all this is, Dak Lovers. Don't get worried. If your guy's who y'all say he is, he responds with this. He, he responds to this very well and has a season of his life. When you think of San Antonio, do you think of it as a safe haven? I do. As a place to be in case the stuff hits the fan? Yes. Well, you should. Because in case everything goes south, San Antonio's number three on the list where you want to be in the top five. Trust us, we'll tell you what that is around the corner. You're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minnick's here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. Lots of NFL talk. Michael Lombardi at 2.35, plus Jane Slater on the Cowboys. She joins us at 5 o'clock here on the Blitz. Hey, Rob, hope you had a great birthday. We left you a box of donuts. Happy birthday, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the box has donuts on the cover. Yeah. It's got donuts printed on the outside and a piece of paper, wax paper with icing on it. Right. Luckily, Rob meal preps and brings his own breakfast. Yeah. Dude, we'll be fighting that and, all morning. Uh, Got a text message at 656-3776. November 4th is the next birthday. It's Joe's birthday. He said it on the way home yesterday. So. November 4th. Yeah, November 4th. You know, revenge is a dish best served cold. 
what I've been told. Yeah, we're gonna leave a we're gonna leave a a, a, a box of empty box of makeup. Some get empty you. hair care products. Yeah, get empty hair care product. Empty makeup. Some uh, fake tanner. Yeah, some fake tan lotion. Fake comb. A white belt, just slightly too small. <laughs> a twenty-eight waist belt. Something like that, just to reinforce the fact that you're getting older. Uh, there's a, a uh, an interesting list of places you want to be in case of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> What time are we doing that? We're going to do it at 8. 8? Okay. But I just wanted to kind of prime the pump. No, I'm down. So I'm it, down. This to think about if there was indeed a zombie apocalypse. And this was a topic of conversation, I guess, about four years ago when Walking Dead was still kind of a big deal. And zombie movies were everywhere. Are people still watching Walking Dead? And I think it's broken into like a new couple of series. Yeah, yeah. I bailed on it. I tried. I held on to that like series for a while. seasons. seasons. I held on way too long. Because um, you were so committed, you uh, yeah. didn't want to back out. And it just finally just petered out. But from what I understand, it's still going on. But during that, and there were you know zombie movies right and left, there was always the discussion, where would you go? What would you do? I'd die. You know, well, well, I'm not fast. I don't have guns. Well, evidently. I'm dead. Well, the good news is, if you're in San Antonio, you're in a po- Somebody good place to, to be. Me. Okay. Because uh, uh, the prevalency of guns, we all have... Guns, and we all know by the movies that uh, headshot, headshot, got to be a headshot. headshot. You don't necessarily have to have guns. Um, there's also the military base quotient that and grocery stores we have and HEB. But Those not, three but things. That, but the thing about HEB is like, isn't it normally abandoned, and you're going in there trying to find the stuff that's not, not perishable? Not at HEB because they're also armed. I, I don't know. <laughs> But after we saw, we, we love H-E-B because we, do. It, we, uh, we know that H-E-B and Chick-fil-A are the cockroaches of uh, and oh Waffle God. House. Those three things will, will stay open regardless. Unfortunately, we don't have a Waffle House. I no, still don't understand that. It's coming. We keep being, we, we, uh, we were told, I, I think I read something where there is one coming. Okay. But I knew we were supposed to get like a food th- truck. There's a reason why they're not here. Is it the RMR, the tacos. There's a reason why Waffle House isn't here because they know we'll be really excited. And we'll go once. And then we're going to go, well, you know, I'd really rather have a taco. I'd rather really have up my normal late night my, or early morning. My household hates pancake, waffle, French toast type breakfast. They don't have no time for it. Oh. It's unfortunate, right? Well, my, not in my household. We, we, we're down with the pancake, waffles and pancakes. Y'all a pancake house? See, uh, I, I need to move in with you. I make them every week. I make one of the other week. every week. Every week, either you Saturday good, or Sunday. You got a good waffle recipe? Uh, no, not particular. I mean, I, I, I prefer, I, I do. Like it's good. I need a sweet, buttery. Oh, that's what I do. Okay, cool. Do, um, and I, I have a Belgian waffle cooker that makes them in the shape of Texas. Oh, you have that one? See, I thought that was only at hotels. Uh, someone gave it to me. as You know who gave it to me? The Rangers. It was one of those uh, freebie radio And then you gifts. flip it during the, like, at, at the minute uh, mark. This one looks more like an old school one. See, I like the ones at the hotel because yeah, at the, the, the minute they tell you flip, no, and then it, in two minutes you know when it's done. This, I'm like, it's perfect. This one has the element on both sides, so it just kind of, it's just the old school clamps. Now, like a whatever. But uh, then the light turns green when it's done. Yeah, got dude, you. we do a fair amount of waffles. But if you do them wrong, they're like cardboard, oh. which I've done very often. Yeah. 
Uh, if you can't have waffles, you might as well have some gumbo, and that's what we're doing next. We're looking around the NFL as we are just hours away from the beginning of the NFL season. There are free agents that need to be signed, and a hyper-extended knee on a tight end that will matter tomorrow night, as Travis Kelsey appears to be at the very least questionable for Game 1 against Detroit. We're looking around the league as kickoffs are imminent. Hold on tight. NFL gumbo next here on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the... Oh, oh. the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. Welcome aboard. Lots to talk about today. We're going to hear from Jera. You're going to hear from McCarthy about his kicker. you got players wanting other players to get paid, and we're 36 hours away from the beginning of the NFL season. And Jerry talking about what he wants to see from this offense that, that you know, Mike initiated Kellen getting out. Interested to hear that. Mike's the decider. Mike initiated. Well, there he yeah, did. Initiator. So we got a game tomorrow night, and, you know, it, this is not – Chiefs-Lions, Rob. Yeah, this is not TCU-Colorado, but it kind of feels like it. Are you considering the Lions, Colorado? Yes, kind of the new kids on the block, but they got some got a little bit of swag to them. Well, the, you got to come to play. Got to bring your hard hat because you they know, coming. They coming, and you're minus a few of your primary weapons there, Kansas City. As we sit today, Chris Jones is not participating with the Chiefs. That that matters. Yeah, more than maybe Travis Kelsey, who has a hyperextended knee last. Play a practice they yesterday. Said the ACL is intact. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I hope so." That's the best news you can um, come to me with. Before you go there, though, Rob, I didn't. I didn't get to. You were obviously off yesterday. What was your thoughts on Colorado, TCU, LSU, Clemson? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to our college football in a bit. Don't go anywhere. The what did you think, Colorado? Before I we, bet, you, I, I'm going to be very honest. I bet Colorado to win. Oh, you got on some but bet US? I, I, I did get on bet US. I made that. Oh, bet. you took him outright. I took him outright to win. Oh, good job, dude! I pulled. I lost. I lost on Florida State LSU. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, although LSU. I, I won because I was actually rooting for up. LSU to go down, but I bet LSU to win. Gotcha. Um, I, I think that. It, Were you shocked? I well, I, no. I I bet him to win. I wasn't shocked because I don't want to say that I'm downgrading what Colorado did. Right. Because I think that the talent was obvious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for th- sure. There's and no especially question. on offense. Especially offense. Defense, oh. uh, other than Travis Hunter, I'm still skeptical. And that we'll kid, there's no way he can continue to do what he did. 100 snaps. It's just, it's just <laughs> not. It's, my God. I, all I can think of is poor Earl Campbell. You know, like, dude, you're aging this kid in dog years. I know he's 18, but geez. Yeah. But I, I think it was more about TCU not even being close. Well, it was a good we, game, Rob. They only lost by three. Right, and that's just because TC wasn't even close to that team that we thought we saw. Oh, right, right, right. You know, right. minus the guys that they lost, this is just an average, above above average FCS team. Wow. A below average. That sounds like a backhanded I'm just compliment saying, to Colorado, Rob. A well, it bit. is. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to go there right. because I did bet them to win. But I bet them to win not so much about that 
It was more about, I think TCU. So if Dion asked you, Rob, do you believe? What would you answer? I I will say I believe that you have a whole bunch of talent. But at the same time, I watched a Pac-12 go undefeated this weekend. (laughs) They did. And pound teams. They did. Dude. They did. You know what? So this road, you're going. It's coming. I feel you. Now I don't know who's going to get it, but somebody's going to. Somebody is very happy this weekend that by the end of the season, their jobs are going to be on the line because the Pac-12 looks solid as they dissolve. So All that's right. we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that in Aggies and Texas football as we always do in just about thirty minutes as we dig into the college football. But man, what a great game though! It was a great game. It, it felt like something generational like there's something beginning for those of us that watch miami begin and we those of us that watch usc begin and those of us that watch texas begin you just get this vibe right and this might be one of them we'll see if he can maintain it yeah. uh now the, can anybody dethrone the chiefs i guess is the question dan are they campbell, going back to back let me tell you dan campbell is the kind of guy that capitalizes on this you didn't believe in him at first, Rob. You thought it was too much rah-rah and i was too much and my, my thought was rob rah will win you a game Rob Rob will save your career. Rob Rob does not win playoff games. Now, the thing about that, though, Rob, is once things go bad, then guys tune you out. Right. So while it's going good, it's all good. But then once, okay, things are going bad or they're tired of getting screamed at, tired of getting cussed at, tired of the Rob Rob speeches, that's when it's like, it's kind of like he kind of gives me Tom Thibodeau vibes. Very much. Larry Brown vibes where the coaching, just get off my back and let me play. A little bit, yeah. So I, I think that there's that, but he proved me wrong. Last year, that team had more momentum in the second half of the season than they did in the first half. That that rah rah took them that far. So I'm I was wrong. And let me ask you this though, and I'm a Tyler Texas guy, Rob. But if 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 Kelsey has to be down a few weeks, what does Patrick look like? Well, I, I heard that he's only played one game without him. That's what I'm saying. So we have no idea what and, will Patrick Mahomes look like if 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 Kelsey can't go I for a couple. I think he weeks. is screwed. Think really? Of, think of every third and long. Think of every have to play. <laughs> Who does it end up with? Every one of them. And they let go Tyreek Hill. They just have a revolving door at wide receiver because they, they know yeah. the safety blanket is Travis. He will always be open. He's got the Cooper Cup, whatever, I'm always open. I know where the gaps are kind of dude. And without him, man, they did all this. They let this other talent kind of leave. I think they struggle. I don't know if they lose games without him. And, again, it's hyperextended. I don't know when he plays. You know, hyperextensions, everybody's different. But if they if they are without Kelsey for a couple of games, they're not going to look like the Chiefs that we've gotten used to. That and that's not a knock on Mahomes as much as like they're they're the best one two punch in the league. When yeah. the, you know what I mean. So uh, I think he struggles if Kelsey can't go. I, I do. I, I I truly do. And uh, and if you're not going to have your tight end, you better have a defense show and uh, no Chris Jones as we sit right now. Yeah, because the thing about it is, I think without Chris Jones, I think they're back to when you know Mahomes first hit the scene, where it's like, okay, well, y'all scored thirty, I'll score thirty-two. You get the sense though, and this is one of those. Some seasons you're just cursed. Yeah, you know, some seasons, some it teams just, don't go just right, right. You know, a guy steps on a piece of glass walking out of the out of the shower, and then the next thing you know, he's PlayStation you know, thumb. Yeah, something like that. You got your your stud last practice. Hurt himself. Dude. And you know what's crazy about that is it happens in practice. They played all preseason. Bless you. They played all preseason. Everybody's fine. Like, 
and then practice. So, not that it's possible, not that they are, but you always look for those little things like, oh no, because there's always that last straw where once that thing goes, every other weakness is made obvious, mm-hmm. and we might see tomorrow that this offense is truly. Mahomes to Kelsey, and everything else is a flower from what has been uh, planted. Ultra Cowboy on YouTube says, we thought the same about Mahomes when he lost Hill. Agreed. You're that, that you're right to an extent, Ultra Cowboy, but I do feel like there is a different level to Kelsey. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yes, Tyreek stretched the field, but Kelsey is the safety blanket and the red zone monster. You know what I mean? Like They don't even – remember, K.J. Wright told Art in the morning – you can't watch film on him and Kelsey. Because he's always open. They, he just always the open, gap. And they draw up plays with their eyes at the line of scrimmage. It's just like, hey, just go out. Go out there, dog. Like you playing football in the street with your boys. So, yes, I agree with that, Ultra Cowboy, but I do think there's levels to it when you talk about Travis Kelsey. Now, the NFL executives have uh, gathered together, at least been polled. Those that make the decisions and write the checks have given us a list of uh, – who they believe will win all those uh, end of the years, those OIs, these of the years. Yeah, MVP, OI, DOI. So you're telling me I can get a, a lawn implement called the Intimidator? Yeah, and you need to dig I, up a tree? I, I, you got tree? I know I don't you care got what trees. it does. <laughs> you just want it because it's a And so I can get something that I can take out in my yard that's called the Intimidator? Yep. I, I desperately You'd be the talk of your town. Oh, boy, I would talk of your block. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have any trees left. No, I dig them <laughs> I all would be up intimidating because, the hell right? out of those trees. I agree with that. You walk a boat. That's a fine tractor. Yes, the, the, the the intimidator. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the league's uh, suits. NFL execs. Do these guys matter? They matter. They make they make big time decisions, and they don't have to ask anybody. That's like Jerry, <laughs> if you own the shop, you might as well get to buy the groceries. Um, we're polled as to all the awards, the worthy awards. MVP, Opoy, Depoy, Oroy, Deroy, Comeback, Breakout, Top Coach. Most valuable player, according to thems that voted, uh, Joe Burrow coming through the season despite the injury early on. I'm uh, going to take Aaron Rodgers. I think because they're going to have such a big turnaround, I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl, Rob. I think it's going to be tough not to give Aaron Rodgers the MVP because they're going to be so much better than they were, and he's the the new piece. So I'll disagree with the execs. I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron certainly will have the press behind him. If it, That'll also, be number five for him, by the way. Also creating buzz, and I don't know if this is the order of votes, uh, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I can see Lamar. I think Pat may get Pat Mahomes may run into the fatigue, but I mean, hell, Aaron has four, so I can't say that. But yeah, I like Lamar Jackson here. I like Lamar. Okay, I think this offense Rob, is going with Lamar. Okay, yeah. for MVP, I like it. I think the offense is. You like show. that new coordinator though, Munkin what? out of Georgia? What's Munkin gonna do though, Rob? This ain't this ain't Saturdays in between the hedges. If he can make. What's that? What was? What's that cat's name? Oh. I actually turned out to have a little bit of talent. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, Stetson. Yeah. You make Stetson Bennett the two-time national champion. I can't imagine what you could do with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you probably got a pretty good offense. I'm sure you're sitting at practice going, "Oh, <laughs> you know, we can do that kind of stuff." Right. Uh, moving along for those that care on offense, the the suits have voted Christian McCaffrey, running back for your San Francisco 49ers, as the offensive player of the year. What? 
Well, this is how one exec says 1,500 yards rushing and 100 catches should be relatively easy for him. Last season, McCarthy hit 1,900 total yards, 741 receiving, all spread over two different offenses. He's the perfect weapon for a quarterback like Brock Purdy, says the NFC personal official. Also uh, creating buzz, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings, and uh, Travis Limpin Kelsey. Uh, I'm going with, with Justin. Kelsey, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. I think, you know, he's arrived. He's a star. He's become one of the faces of the league. They're, they're, they're promoting this kid. Kirk Cousins, as much as we, you know, talk about he can't win after dark and all that good stuff, he still finds a way to get the ball to 18. I'm going to roll with Justin Jefferson. It's just so hard for a wide receiver to get it. Is it? Because it's reliant on your it's quarterback. It's reliant on your quarterback. But, I mean, now we could talk about him, Rob, but he gets Justin Jefferson the ball. I want to say oh, Justin was number one last year as far as receiving. I just think it's so. I mean, it, other no, I things have mean. to go well. It it seems like a quarterback award. It it does because they're in control of their destiny. Right, they touch it every time, and that's why I like Jalen Hurts. You going with Jalen? Okay. Yeah, I think I'm he's this down, keeping track. I think he is the prototypical modern NFL quarterback, and he's the kind of guy that I trust to get better. That he didn't waste a day. No. Justin, I mean, Jalen has gotten better every year since high school. Yeah, so you just get the sense. If if there's any more juice in the lemon, he's going to squeeze squeeze it out. So I I just expect that offense. I I think the Cowboys are probably a better team, but I don't think they got a better player than Jalen Hurts. Wait, excuse me. i got to stop you right there, sir. Double dribble. Did you just say the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles? Cowboys didn't lose both coordinators and, what, six starters? I'm just, I don't think the defense is what it was. Ooh. I'm just going to say. Are you hot taking on a no, Wednesday? I don't, Fresh I, off I, if you want to call that a hot take, that the Eagles are less than they were last year, yeah. But, I mean, just by the numbers, well, see, you, you lose do. both coordinators and three starters on defense, you're probably not going to be what you were. Well, see, you got to see that Cowboy. It's, it's, you got the Cowboy uh, shirt I do. on the I, day. I, I ain't lying. I'm not hiding it. <laughs> no, I know. But I, I think that's a, so the that's a fair a statement. All right. No, I'm not. And look, it's not far-fetched. I wouldn't call it a hot take, but it's a take. Yeah, oh, it's a take. And there's probably some people upset. And if you have something to say, 656-3776-656-ESPN, well, reach out like you got a pair. You can type it. You can talk it. Either way, we're waiting for you. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, the suits. Now, this is Cowboy fan hanging desperately in the way. Okay, what we got? Defensive player of the year. Who the, uh, who the suits pick? He's a great player who hasn't really had his signature moment yet. And this might be the year, says one scout. He's going to have more help around him, and we should allow him to get loose, or that should allow him to get loose even more. The defense under new coordinator Jim Schwartz will constantly be attacking. I am describing T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to the suits, will be your depoy. They said T.J. Watt? T.J. Watt. He, I think he already stole one from Micah two years ago. He's well, a great rookie year. One NFL scout. He's a great player who hasn't had his signature moment yet. I kind of thought he had, but maybe not. I'm going to go with Quentin Williams. I like what I've been seeing from him. He, he he's giving me Aaron Donald. You got vibes. the hard knocks. Yeah, got, got a little the, bit of I hard case, knocks. I got a case of the hard knocks. Be careful with that kind of love; it's fleeting. <laughs> I got a case of the hard knocks, but I'm gonna roll with Quentin Williams. Who you taking? I, I See, mean, it's the hard knocks. It, that's with. like a friend you meet on vacation. That's what hard knocks is. <laughs> it really not. It, yeah, it's not real. You are in a vacuum. They seem like nice people. They, yeah, they they making them so out to be so cool and, and so then, funny. And then I'm you, rolling with them. And then you show up a couple months later and you get together and get you're like, who are these people? And they're yeah. they're boring. 
and you realize, like, I liked you because I was hammered. See, we're watching Queenan. We're watching Queenan be Queenan next to next to everybody else. See, he's yeah. a fun loving cat. Who you going with? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going you with Queenan too. I, I'm not a, I'm not immune yeah, to being right. you bitten got by the, the love bug. It's a, no, you it's can, Micah. I, I, you got Micah. Even though Miles Garrett is second in their voting, which is oh, a very le, let me tell you, uh, Micah didn't even make the list. Well, so he made the out. list in the hot category, but first place, according to the suits, was TJ. Second was Miles Garrett, followed by Micah Parsons. No, followed by Nick Bosa, then Micah Parsons, wow. and then Max Crosby. So Micah would be fourth on the suits uh, depoy wow. voting. Wow! Remember, I, I look. Impact. I'm not. I don't. I'm not picking Micah, but he's not fourth. I. Totally agree with this. He's not fourth. Come on now, executives. What the hell y'all looking at? Okay. But, but if he'd have been on Hard Knocks. He'd been on Hard Knocks. He'd have he'd been, been a yeah. offensive rookie of the year. We'll get to see him tomorrow night. Jameer Gibbs with the Detroit Lions. Over Bijan, who came in second. Dalton Kincaid with the Bills third. And my choice, Zay Flowers, coming in fifth. I am going to roll with my man because he's going to get the reps and he's going to get the opportunity. I'm going to roll, even though he didn't have any weapons. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Bryce Young. Oh, and even on the list, I'm going to take Bryce Young. I believe in Bryce that much. I still believe, and I think everybody's picking Justin to have this breakout season. I still feel like the Bears should have kept the number one pick, drafted Bryce Young, and let them battle it out. I'm rolling with Bryce Young. I like this. <laughs> when you hear this, it's football music. Yeah, it's football music. I'm the the hairs on my arm stood up. See when it it happened, and see what what for those that are not behind the curtain, that's a a uh, a signpost by my producer. Right. He's telling me that it's well, time. Now I get the Jameer pick because I remember when Pledge was still our producer, and I was like, man, you know what? I like Gibbs better than Bijan. I was saying this last year in college, and y'all about to turn my mic off. I, I think Gibbs is in the right place at the right he's time. Gonna get a, I think he's going to get a lot of touches. I really like Jameer Gibbs. I you think he's going him. to. I think he's going to have a rip roaring year. Bijan is going to have a lot of opportunity. I just think that team's so bad. Who the Falcons? Yeah, a lot of people like. The I know. Falcons. A I know. lot of people leaning towards just them, because man. you're in a lousy division. There you go. Well, Doesn't the mean Saints you're a good football team. I think the Saints are good. So, Who are you going to take for offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, it's Gibbs. Gibbs. I, okay. I, I think that. Firmly defensive uh, rookie of the year, Jalen Carter. Out of yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think anybody can argue let, with what it's Jalen. Like that, uh, we could talk, but we could take it to blue in the face. It's Jalen Carter. Will Anderson uh, for the Texans Ooh. comes in third in the votes. Who's second? Second is Emmanuel Forbes oh, uh, with Anderson. the Commanders. I'm gonna take Jalen. Hey, coming up, we have um, a lot of college football to talk as the Aggies head to South Florida and Bama. Hosts the Longhorns. Big weekend of football. We'll look back and look forward. It's going to be a fun year, and we're starting it right now. College football next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to you. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio's The Sports Star. Rudy and Rob, hence the R's, easy E on the other side, going until 10 o'clock today. Hey, we're getting closer and closer to our golf tournament, just a little under a month. Uh, we're about half full. Talk to him. And uh, my boss, we got in, yeah. he's not from San Antonio. He doesn't understand how we do things. We're a walk-up market, as they say in the industry. Yeah. But uh, to save time and trouble and to keep the heat off my ass, uh, get yourself signed up. You know you're going to play. Go to sasportstar.com for some 400 bucks. That's uh, that's chicken feed for the day you're going to have with us. It's out at Olympia oh, Hills. Yeah. It is the uh, first uh, Monday there in October. And uh, we are going to have a blast, as we We're always feed do. You. We're going to drink you. All that. The weather should be crisp and wonderful. We called ahead. That normally is the curse. Now, uh, but. what was that? We, You and I were freezing. At, what was that? When, when was that, that was that? last year. When the, no, was that, that was the beginning one? of this year. That was the beginning that of was this year. It was freezing one. in the morning. Remember, I had on a freaking trench coat, a beanie, gloves. I don't think it's going to be quite that cold. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, it may be in the 80s. I hope. I hope we're down to the 80s. I, I was uh, looking at the almanac. <laughs> Dude, me and my daughter were walking into Walmart the other day, and she says, man, it feels good today. And I looked at my phone, and it said 97. I was like, that's where we are. Yeah, we've reached That's that. where we are. When I, no. I was like, you know what? You're right, baby. And I looked at my phone. I was like, "It's 97. That's degrees. a good place I was to like, be." That, it made me be. It made me proud to be a Texan. Yes, because I'm seeing. There, I literally saw a newscast. I forget what state it was. It was high 80s, yeah. and they closed school. Right. I was like, "Oh." Well, they laugh at us in December with a little bit of yeah. ice, but uh, 80, right now it was like 89, and they closed the school. So yeah, we 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 we've earned it. We've earned it. <laughs> the, the, the 97. It feels good. Uh, everything we do will be benefiting the Lupus Foundation of America's Lone Star yeah. Chapter. So go get yourself signed up. Go to sasportstar.com. Right now, you'll be playing for $50,000 in cash and our hole-in-one uh, $1,000 gift card. And we've got all kinds of stuff. So get yourself signed up. And you, those that have been know it's a blast. Of course, it's always brought to you uh, by the law offices of Jesse Hernandez. We call him the Texas Chancla, Flight by Yingling, Twin Peaks, Renewal by Anderson, Meritage Homes, and don't forget the post party with the Blitz at Slackers Sports and Arcade Bar. Uh, that's our golf tournament. It won't be any fun unless you're there. We'll see you there in October, but sign up as fast as humanly possible. Uh, the top 25, at least by the AP standards, were released yesterday, and really no huge shakeups because there were really only a couple of uh, really upsets. We saw Florida State uh, exhibit some dominance over LSU, and uh, if you were with me on the betus.com, you lost on that one. Um, Dude, um, I, I, I was asking Pledge this week. Clemson, is it or is it time to start giving them the benefit of the doubt in no, the preseason? No. Or you still believe in them? Let me tell you, as an Aggie, I witnessed this firsthand last year. I witnessed a team that was thought highly and exposed and what happens is they did have two red zone turnovers. They did. They had some turnovers. Uh, but was there anything other than that that you go? There's something to look forward to. Did you see something on that Clemson team? See, to go, no, because when you think back, Rob and Feinbaum brought this up, and I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. They've lost three of their last four games. Yes. This is going back to last season, you they, know. And no Deshaun, no sunshine. Things are different. That what's his name? Clubnick, the West Westlake yeah. guy. Yeah. Might be a good quarterback, but let me tell you, that looked like an AM offense, a predictable AM offense, a bunch of athletes on defense that are running around with no purpose. That, no Daybowl. I mean, no Daybowl, no Venables. Yeah, Venables, I think. 
Nick is missing Kirby. Daybo's missing Venables. It's something to it. Uh, Be uh, clear. Clemson fan, this is going to be a long year because the earlier you're exposed, the longer there's tape on it. Right, right. And as an Aggie, last year App State exposed A&M, exposed the weaknesses. And from that point on, for the next seven weeks, there was film and injuries. And uh, you start getting desperate. And Dabo looked dazed and confused postgame. Yeah, that's is Florida a- State back? I, see, I don't know. <laughs> see, I, and that's why and it's obviously the debate. Is Colorado back? Is Florida State back? And both teams that lost, I think, were just shadows of what we expected them to be. So right. I don't know. I think that the jury is out. I was already set to come in here on Tuesday, Rob, and be like, Florida State, I can't believe you didn't hire Dion. And then Ooh. and then they come out and mud, <laughs> skull drag LSU. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess y'all hired the right guy. <laughs> Man, oh man, the ripple effects of what Dion did. Because I think probably ninety-five percent of college coaches were cheering, were hoping that Dion went down. Now, I, I think I, I'm I'm gonna I'm go sixty-five. Ninety is high. You think that you really feel like that many coaches don't have any time for Dion? Because it was the ultimate proof that the portal changes all. And if your if your seat is hot, let's fire somebody, get them in here, and wipe this slate clean, and let's have eighty transfers come in and see if we can restart this program for what used to be a five year turnaround now can be a month and a half. Well, I mean, there's something to what you're saying, Rob, because number one in the portal was Colorado, number three, Texas State, and look what they did. You know what I'm saying? So there may be something to that. Now that's another thing that's hurting, uh, Debo. He refuses to do it. Remember, and, yeah. I, and remember when Coach K was like, "I ain't doing that one and done stuff." And then Kentucky kept getting the best class, and then finally he you know gave it. Like, come on, Zion, yeah, come on, Brandon what? Ingram, we can come on, Ben Carroll. You know what I mean? So, like, you can be stuck in your ways for only so long when you're really a competitor. So Sweeney can keep this 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 act up, but at some point your competitive juices kick in, and you gonna say, "You know what? Damn it! All right, I'm gonna do it too." A la Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Like I'm not gonna keep watching y'all get two hundred million dollars, and, and and I know y'all are juicing. I'm gonna do it too. So at some point, Sweeney and the rest of the guys that have a problem with the portal either get on board or get left behind. So Dabo was the ultimate establishment yes. guy, and he got his ass kicked. <laughs> exactly, he got his ass kicked. TCU was the beneficiary of last season of a miracle, several miracles. Remember, they almost lost four games, and they just kept coming. And I don't think Dugan got the credit that he deserved until later. We didn't realize what no, we Dugan meant. On, on the college level, it was really, really good. And that team, I think, with TCU is a bit of a shadow as well. So we'll see how these they two teams— They did have a lot of turnover, but they didn't have Colorado turnover. Colorado just beat the—they pantsed them. They, I mean, they ran back, and I, they ran past, around, and through them. And I, I heard— uh, post game where the, somebody was talking to an NFL scout and they go, if you were ranking the talent on the football field, just going talent for talent. Is this, they, is the first five guys you'd mentioned were Colorado. Were you impressed with Shador? Yes. Yes. Um, he's a very functional quarterback in a system that he thoroughly understands. There's that. I mean, he just knows what to do and what, what the uh, program is. And I'd like to say it's because of Dion. Dion is, a CEO. I didn't see him calling plays. No, Dion's an overseer. Yeah, man. He has an O court. He has a court. He has an OC and a DC. He's the he's the leader of men, the ultimate yes. leader of men. So 
Now, you talked about Travis Hunter, Rob. Now, uh, he's over 100 snaps, but I would say 40 of them, he did nothing. I, I agree you with that. You know what I mean? Like, but, there's 40 plays where he's just standing out there next to the receiver, not doing anything. And I can see that in game one on national TV. Let's get his name out there. And, and I can see can that, that in game up? nine. I can see that in game 10. I can see that in the bowl game. I can see you doing that, but don't kill this kid. He's not. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, he's so good. I, I get it. I see. Have you seen his basketball highlights? Yes. I, they he's rolled. AI. He's AI. Remember how good AI was at football, but he just chose basketball? It just goes to show that thank God, and I'm not downgrading the the SWACs, the traditional schools, but this guy was buried at Jackson State. Uh, yeah, it's good that he's on, on the big stage We'd now. have never known. He'd have been a draft pick in the two years that, we, that goes in the top five that we'd have all been searching for tape because we'd never heard of the guy. Right now, just off of one game, he's a top five pick next season. Not this season. He's only a sophomore. Only a but, sophomore, but uh, Caleb better look out. Heisman. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's Caleb, there's Shador, and there's Travis right now. Right now. Somebody else will come along, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't want to forget about him. Yeah, the rest of the top 25 went pretty much as chalk, so much so that the AP-ranked teams averaged 47.8 points per game. That's the most by the uh, most points per game by ranked teams in a single day in the AP poll era. So uh, the uh, all the uh, ADs chose correctly. <laughs> they scheduled yeah. appropriately. And only two teams in the top 25 go down, uh, that, of course, being LSU and uh, Clemson. Uh, the of the top 25 uh, teams, uh, there's 65 points scored by USC, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, or Oregon, 65 or better. That tied for the most in a single day in the poll era. Six teams, 65-plus uh, points across the FBS on Saturday. That tied for the second most in a single-day poll. So offense ruled the day. Uh, the teams that were favored certainly dominated in every stretch. 50, 40, 30-point wins were up and down that top 25. So there wasn't a whole lot of shifting. Um you did see Florida State jump to fourth, yeah, uh, three spots, uh, rightfully so. That's a good football team. You know what else I was impressed with? Two two other quarterbacks. I don't want to leave off. I know we're you know in amber with Caleb and we're in amber with with Shador, but Joe Milton of Tennessee and Tra- Jordan Travis of Florida State. Joe Milton, that's a big old dude. Boy, that dude's out, and now he got it, and he can spin it. I'm like, but I mean, of course, Hypo can recruit a quarterback. I mean, that's what that's what quarterbacks do. But no, Joe. I was impressed with Joe Milton, and I was highly impressed with Jordan Travis of Florida State as well. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about Shador and, and Caleb, obviously, but let's remember there's a couple other guys out there spinning that thing too, and of course Drake May, best beard, no, well, second best beard in football. Well, Notre Dame's kid. Notre no, that's Dame what I'm kid. That's best the best. Beard, yeah, the best best beard is Notre Dame kid. What, what sure. do you think now, Clemson? We're all talking about Clemson losing. Now, but not Duke's losing, got him a football team. Don't do that. I'm just saying they got them on, a football Rob. team. I mean, no, you should never. I, Twenty-eight to seven. That was a Duke yeah. ain't that good. No, they're not. But you got to give some credit. I mean, that, okay, that quarterback. He was fun to watch. He was. He's a good college quarterback. Did you see his professor said he, he yeah. asked the professor, "Hey, can I turn it in late?" He was like, "Uh, your offensive lineman got theirs in on time." Yeah, that's what but I was of course say. the offensive lineman did. They're the smartest guys on the team. I bet you he let that. He, you better let that QB pet turn that assignment in late, damn it. I forgot. They go to class at Duke, Rob. Yeah, yeah, they're first in line at Duke. They're, they're smart guys at Duke. They were 9-4 and four last year? Okay. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, their coach was the Aggie offensive, uh, defensive coordinator up, and he took that Duke. Mm, yeah. Nice. So Now, the you know, and the, the best quarterback in the NFC East went to Duke. 
<laughs> I'm trolling. I'm trolling. That's state of Carolina, man. They put out some quarterbacks. I'm trolling. Uh, we'll continue with the college football talk all day long. Um, we got a couple guests coming today. I just want to kind of prepare everybody. In about 45 minutes, uh, we're going to be joined uh, by uh, John Eisenberg. He's got a book out called Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. And as we begin this season, I do think it's appropriate uh, with Pat Mahomes, who is the leader and the face of the NFL, that we talk about this. Uh, I saw a tweet uh, this weekend that uh, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback room has three black quarterbacks and two black quarterback coaches. It's the first time in NFL history that a quarterback room is all is staffed entirely. Yeah, I saw that uh, by that cool. uh, black men. Uh, amazing! And one of those stats, you went, what? As the, the fact that it's twenty twenty three, and that's the first time. Yes, it's definitely like damn. It's more of those things where you're like, well, damn, about time. Yeah. More than more than it is like, oh, that's cool. Like, well, what the hell took so long? Uh, but I get it. I would have thought it is what it is. This is something that would have happened uh, years ago. But yeah. as this book will point out. The revolution took a bit, but there was, in fact, a revolution that we are seeing the the fruits by the uh, just the quarterback play. We're, we're talking college football here. Uh, the potential Heisman Trophy candidate, black quarterback, uh, yeah, Caleb. Caleb, and um, they ain't going to let – poor Caleb. Caleb can have a, a much better year than last year. He ain't going back-to-back. Back. It's just not – they're just not going to let it happen. The, the, the email's been sent. <laughs> it has the, e- the email's been sent amongst the committee. They're not going to give it to Caleb, so he'll be in New York. He's p- and the problem that Caleb runs into is the Pac-12 has looked spectacular. Whoa, you going with the the, the capital a capital S? In every game I watched, UCLA, I saw a little bit of that game, eh. but every other one, this wasn't Pac-12 football being played. What was it? I, Big there, Twelve, Big Ten. It was. Um, Hard hitting. Yeah. Now, let me see. Nebraska, Colorado State, Oregon. And then on September 30th, Colorado gets USC. What will Colorado's record be by the time they get to USC? They got Nebraska. I think they're they beat pants. Okay. They're going to beat Colorado State, right? They're going to beat Colorado okay, State. Okay. Now, Oregon's ranked, Oregon's ranked 13th. Oregon's going to beat them. Bo Nix going to get them? Yeah. Oregon has just as much. Speed. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Oregon, well, I. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> you sure? I'm absolutely you gonna sure. You're going to stand on that? Oregon looks good, be- man. Okay. But then we get Caleb versus Shadour, uh, September 30th. The wheels come off at that point. <laughs> Whoa. You writing the buffs off already? Yeah. No, I mean, the thing about it is, and it was, it was, it was glaring. Like, it was just right there. You didn't even need your readers for it, Rob. That ain't no, that defense is so far away. Yeah. I mean, because TCU's offense is nothing what it was last year. And they did whatever they wanted. Now, TCU, far be it for me to question Sonny Dykes, but if they keep running the ball, Rob, you just keep Shadour off the field. They could not stop the run. I don't know what Sonny – I don't know if Sonny was like, well, I'm going to show you we could throw it too. But if if TCU just keeps running the ball, they beat the hell out of Colorado. But Sonny, you know, he's a throw-it-around-the-yard type of guy. Got beside himself, got a little Kelly Morris in him. He did. And and it got away from him. It became a, a, a tinkling contest. And he was like, well, I'm going to show you my quarterback and do it too. And Shador outdueled him. But if they keep running the ball, I think TCU wins that game. Colorado got some questions up up front on the defensive line. They uh, can, you know, they ran TCU ran all over them. Pac-12 went 13-0. and What? To open up. First time since 1932 that this it's, conference that is done. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, y'all sure y'all want to break up? Y'all sure y'all want to leave each other? We look good week one. The SEC mixed results. 
Not Florida, LSU. Yeah, so not the prettiest. Ten teams scored 40 or more points the most in a single day in conference history. Uh, ten teams won by 30 or more points the most in a single day in conference history. So, thems that did win won convincingly. Yeah. One last note, uh, the games. Uh, through Saturday's games, FBS games were averaging three hours and 26 minutes this season. Essentially the same length as last season. While this is no impact on the season uh, goes along, Arizona State played a six-hour and six-minutes game against Southern Utah Excuse on me? Thursday due to a uh, haboob delay. What's haboob? You know haboob? No. A rather rain delay? What's a haboob? A haboob is one of those giant dust clouds that you see oh, like that wave of. Yeah, yeah. you got to get the kids out of the stadium. I, I didn't notice that ASU was delayed um, by a haboob, but they were. One team I did watch, Rob. And it is hurricane season. You worried? Oh man, um, you worried about the canes? To, well, you, you worried about how worried canes? I am when I was trying to play? So you talking about Miami? Uh, <laughs> you ain't worried. No, I, you're not worried about them. Uh, both A and M and Texas did exactly what they were supposed to do. It took Texas a couple more series, but once yeah. that offense found its groove, boom, it, there it went. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Miami versus A and M. I have no reason to doubt because A and M did exactly what they were supposed to do. Okay, they out talented them. You don't have to be oh, great. Yeah, 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 you yeah, just sure. need to make sure your talent is focused and pointed in the same direction, and you'll normally win. And I didn't see one. Not one occasion where Jimbo came running out of his quarterback with his readers and his, as my brother said, menu in one hand and note cards. Who the hell uses note cards in the other screaming at his quarterback? Didn't see that happen one time. Okay. So they went and scored a whole bunch of points. Probably could have scored some more. Both teams did. Onward and upward. I think that a did exactly. That's one of the games of the week. I like. I think my, I think AM look good. I think Miami look good. Yeah, I'm looking did. forward to it. Where it, is, that, is that in Miami? It is or? in South Florida. Ooh. It will be uh, down there at their uh, their home stomping ground. So yeah, it should be a good football yeah. game. And I would like to say even. I, and here's where the Aggie starts flapping in the wind. As that it should. I, I hope that they get the respect of winning the football game that they deserve. What does that mean? Um, you what. what what is typical is when A&M wins a nice road game, you get, well, Miami. Oh, you get it. Well, no, you know, Miami. So, yeah, you'll go from 23rd to 21st. They stayed at 23 this week. Yeah. And uh, there was, no, sh- that, there was yeah. no reason to shake this thing up. Everybody dominated. But do you think, I mean, but they put Colorado ahead of you. Which, you know, I, again. <laughs> I was like, wait. I mean, you're going to tell they, them. They moved Colorado ahead of y'all? Well, Colorado and, Bo- and Duke both. Yeah, jumped A and M. See, that's see, that's the type of stuff that drives Aggie crazy. Well, you went fifty-two to ten, and you know TCU. But I think you're right about TCU. They we they they're probably ranked a little bit higher than they should have been. I saw Ole Miss ripped off. What did they get? Seventy-three. Yeah, Ole Miss got seventy-three. Did, uh, Oklahoma got seventy-three. Uh, let's pull up the Ole Miss stats real quick. Did. Uh, I don't think Franklin played. I was going to say, does Zakari get, Zachari get some numbers? Because I, I was looking for him, too. I'm trying to follow him. I like Zakari. Uh, UTSA, for those that watched. Ouch! You live by the sword, you die by it. That's all I could think of. When you want to, when you live by uh, with a football team that just believes in the last five minutes of a game, we're going to win it. Because they've done it over and over and over. Eventually, you don't. 
and it was left up to the referees and a very strange, I will admit, an awful freaking call. That spot was it bad. It was awful. It was a terrible spot. I, I haven't I, seen trailer that mad. I've I don't seen him mad, but I he was piping mad, like fighting mad. And it, then he, he got, got screwed. He got screwed. But the problem is you, you you guys are always in that position, and eventually you're going you're going to trip. You can't always win those. You need to play better early. And Frank Harris did not play well. No, he didn't. It, the, the offense definitely struggled a bit. Scroll down. Let me see. You see, I don't even see Franklin's so name on there. So he didn't even get in yeah, there. I don't even see his name on in there. But no, 73 points. I figured he'd be he'd account for at least one of them in there. Maybe he's but dinged you, up. But the thing about it is he might not have showed up in Ole Miss, but UTSA missed him. They did. They did. Uh, better running game than I expected. I'll give him that. But yeah. – uh, uh, I don't know what was out of sync, whether it was the receivers or Frank or both. But the humidity, Rob, the Houston humidity got us. We're used to playing in the dome. That now you talk about UTSA hanging. On the other <laughs> side of that, weren't those Houston jerseys cool? They were awesome. Oh man, I, yeah, they were awesome. I ain't gonna lie, I cannot lie. It, they that were was, fantastic. That was hardly fair. Yeah. It was hardly fair. Hey, in about thirty minutes, we got a guest coming. We're gonna do some book talk. On a book that you guys need to read. It's called Rocket Men. Uh, John Eisenberg will be here in about 30 minutes. But just around the bend, we dive directly into the NFL football world, and that's where we all live. As the games begin in just over 36 hours, we're looking at the league and we're looking at the Cowboys. And this is an interesting one. The Current has this uh, poll. <laughs> That tells that uh, San Antonians, we got some good news for you. When it hits the fan, when the zombie apocalypse arrives, that we are in a better place than most everybody else in the United States. Only other, only other places that are ahead of us, one of them's in Texas. And when the uh, apocalypse comes, it's good to be in San Antonio. We're going to tell you why. Hold on. There's more to come. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, with a left-hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. This hour, we got an esteemed author with a fine book joining us. About 30 minutes, John Eisenberg will be here. We're talking a brand new book called Rocket Men, Black Quarterbacks That Revolutionized Pro Football, a worthy conversation uh, about where we stand today in the modern NFL. If you're just joining us, the uh, one of the final hurdles into just what we would expect to be normalcy in the world, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have a, an all-black quarterback room. Coaches, players, all. First time the NFL's ever had that, so as we begin an era of what, <laughs> what should have been, uh, we'll talk with you know, and outside of the uh, them being black, Rob. This the, the thing about it with that room is it's kind of what you were hoping for. Four, remember you wanted four quarterbacks. Yeah, man. At the least Cowboys. they're doing it right when you're running the ball as much as those guys are. And Lamar Jackson just cannot stay away from the COVID. How many times has he had it? Like three times. Yeah, uh, you might want to have a, a full quarterback room. Uh, that's just in about thirty minutes. A couple things that went on as we were gone. Um, there's this really funny. Uh, wow. poll, a, a, uh, the top 10 places, I guess, to be 
when the, there is a uh, when the zombie apocalypse comes, and it, it's, it's coming. coming. I mean, we we had a trial run with the, with the COVIDs. We know yeah. how fast things can can go south. Well, in San Antonio, we rank third in the United States as the place to be in case the apocalypse hits. And third. when you hear the reasons, it does make some sense. Houston, by the way, is number one. Uh, you know what? It, it, it seems like every time one of these polls pops up, we're always behind Houston. What the hell? What are we doing wrong that, that Houston's doing right? Well, the, well, um, more people. I think they're crazier there. So you got that. Now, this was a study done by Lawn Loves, right? <laughs> sure. Now, this is published ahead of the premiere Walking Dead Daryl Dixon spinoff. All right. So okay. Keep that in mind. See, they, there is a spinoff from Walking Dead. We right. were curious. All right. They they prepared. They did this by ranking cities and their preparedness for the rise of the dead <laughs> by analyzing the nation's two hundred largest cities, five categories: Rob, vulnerability, uh-huh. hideouts, supplies, protection, and mobility. Now, mobility. I don't know. Now, we 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 we, we not very mobile, but okay. What got good roads? Yeah, but okay. It's also population density. Access to bunkers mm. and, of course, the number of hunting supply stores, among thirty other metrics, to comply its data. So, off the top of my head, uh, we we got our guns for sure. We, Texas, we're good with that. We got our HEBs. Uh, we got our HEBs. Plenty of plenty of access to well organized food distribution. Now, where are all these damn bunkers in San Antonio? Well, think about all the military bases we've got. And are there still some bunkers at Kelly? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, you know, there, there's still a, a, a fighter group flying out of there. Uh, really? They fly F-16s out of there. Yeah, the F-149 tactical fighter group. Town. No, the uh, I have no idea. They there's there is F-16s that are actively flying out of San Antonio to this day. So there's some there's weapons storage there. Um, I know on the west side of town where that national shooting complex is. That used to be a bunker farm. That used to be the old Medina base weapons depot. So there's a bunch of bunkers back in there. Now we do, I, you know, now that I think about it, Rob, we have those damn gun ranges popping up everywhere around the city. So somebody, somebody in San Antonio is buying a bunch of guns. And I think we're getting like, what, 50,000 people a year. So I could see it. Yeah. So food, ease of access to highways. We can bug out. We got the military, so we go hide on the bases. Like that's where every movie I've seen. Yeah, Fort Sam and Lackland, Randolph, y'all got to take care of us. Now, the bigger question is, if if see, you didn't have to deal with the grid collapse no, I of didn't. 2021. I'm sorry about that. Um, but are you adequately prepared? If you lost power, if we had one of those collapses, how far, how long could your house last? Oh, damn, Rob. I mean, we might, we might make it a week. Maybe a week? Maybe a week. Like, if you lost water, if power. Lost water, power, and everything, maybe... And what we dead winter, dead or something? I don't know, Rob. I'm thinking at tops, if we're lucky, if I get really dig into my bag of tricks into my MacGyver mode, I might get to two weeks. And that's when you ask me like that, I kind of get scared. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, I I might be able to take care of my family for two weeks. Because maybe when we didn't have toilet paper. Oh, I wasn't worried about that. I got plenty of t shirts I don't wear. Well, people were losing their mind over toilet paper. <laughs> so could you imagine? If uh, if you needed, a, how long could you last? Well, see, you got chickens. We do have chickens. See, you got chickens, so, so we, we'd might, have eggs. You got a lot, but see, the thing about it is, Rob, a uh, a uh, you know a compound like yours would be under attack because we know you got stuff. Well, you wouldn't know where I was. <laughs> That's true too. I, I would, can't find your I'd house. I'd have to set the you know always see the uh, traps. I can't find your house. I'd be up up there in a bunker of my own design. 
I don't know, man. And then I got see you. And then the other thing, you got two boys. I got three girls. that's just gonna be screaming. Well, they ain't here. <laughs> but if if it's all going, if we down, had a chance to get us all together. Yeah, oh, if it's all going down, you calling them home. Uh, if they can get here, if they can get here, yeah, they got to get through those roads. That, that'd be the other. TV so how series. long are you lasting? I probably got about a week. No way. You got longer than a week. Well, I mean, if, you got a deep freezer. Yeah, we do. But see, if there's no power, I don't have. You don't have no wood to chop up to cook. I'm surrounded by trees. I mean, I see, but I don't have the food. I'd have to go get the food. I don't have anything in reserve. How many chickens you got? We have 21 chickens as we sit. So you give your parents 10, you get 11. We get about, we're getting to the point where there's an egg a day. We're, we're almost there, but the heat kind of slows so it down. So you got so eggs, good. you got protein. I got protein. I got a gun. I got several guns. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> uh, I've got a new set of golf clubs. I could, uh, if it came down to it. Uh, yeah, man. I'm. I, I said two weeks. Now nah, there's no way I last two weeks. I'll tell you. After about there's three no days, way. and you know, it's gonna get crazy. We it's gonna were, get hectic. It gets a little scary. Especially, I don't even have anything to board up my windows. You'd have See to head to saying? one of the bases. You'd have to be. I'd have to get out on of the there. other side. I'd of the have bases. to find a way. Hey, we got to find a way to get the force. Which in. you know, the and series. They gotta scan you on the way in to make sure you're not. Oh yeah, already, all those. Make sure you're not already turned. And the real story in this is getting from where you are to where you need to be. That's the story. That is. That's See, the toughest I'm, part. I'm close to Camp Stanley. That's where I would go. That's the uh, military. I'm close. Depot. I'm pretty close to Lackland. So that's where you'd you'd have to head to Lackland. Yeah, I'd have to head to Lackland and hope for the best. Yeah, Edwin, how long were you surviving if the zombie apocalypse happens? How long could you survive at your house? I stay at home anyway, so I'm fine. <laughs> I don't go out much. You <laughs> would just hold up. So you have much food you got? You got food to last a couple of weeks? Uh, No. I have to go shopping a little bit. You ain't going to get to go shopping. This is, it's a zombie apocalypse, Well, the good bro. news is we got H-E-B. We do. So but see, the thing about it in the zombie movie, Rob, this, the store is always the hideout for everybody. Everybody always goes to the store. We're like, we need supplies. We need batteries. We need flashlights. We need first aid kits. And that's where the bad guys are. Now, the I zombies two, and the bad guys. I have two HEBs on Petrenko. Two. Yeah, but I know that uh, that's a rowdy part of town, man. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> the HEB right there on Petrenko in 1604. No, on Calabria in 1604, the one I'm talking, you know, like right inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That place would uh, be a free-for-all. Oh, I used to be my – we used to have to go there before they built one on Petrenko, and it was insane. That, yeah, just now, on a normal day. Right. Now, see, the thing about it, the reason why I probably don't last that long is because even with COVID, Rob, I was I was that guy like, man. It's all good. Yes. And then next thing you know, I was like, babe, we don't have no water. We don't have this. We don't have that. What are we going to do? Well, you, you, you have I, two I strikes against you. Yeah, I got two. What's the second? Because you're a black guy in a horror movie. Oh, I'm dying first? Yeah, you're, you're done. I'm done. You're, you're cooked. Edwin going before yeah, me. Both I'm faster than Edwin. Edwin's going first. I'll be second. You, you, I'm you, faster than Edwin. If, if it's Edwin and not getting chased by a zombie, he's going to get eaten first. No, the, because the, you, you die in two different him. ways. I'm going to trip him. In these kind of movies. <laughs> One is you, you're too arrogant about imminent success. Yes. Like, there's no problem here. You're going to die. That's me. And then there is you're too afraid, and you're running and hiding, and you're going to die. I'm, I definitely, I definitely try and hide first. But uh, in my experience uh, as a black man, you, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, that's how they do us in these yeah, movies. Yeah, I've do. seen you're a couple the, where you're the I've first seen ones couple, to go. Yeah, I've seen a couple where they let us kick it for a while, first. but most of the time it's we're first. First, you the first is the black dude, and then next is the one the 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 person on the set with the best breasts goes next. 
Oh yeah, they do make they do make the, the boob track. They make the attractive young lady. Yeah, they die. go next. She's leaving the tent. Probably taking a shower. Look, you know, going to the bathroom. Jason, yeah. where are you? This isn't funny. Let's go skinny dipping. Yeah, this isn't funny, Jason. That's that's where they. And then she's dead. And then there's me. Then then they're, they're, I'm the last guy to die. Yeah. I see. And you'd rather be the first one to go. You have to suffer through the whole night. Yeah, I don't want to suffer. See, through that me whole on the other thing. hand, I would be the last guy to die. I'd have to go through eight hours and think I was going to make it, and then he'd. The zombie would I'll wake probably up and give up. The uh, author, John Eisenberg, is just around the corner. Uh, let's talk some Dallas Cowboys real quick before he arrives. Right. I just saw a thing float by uh, that the Dallas Cowboys, let me find it, the, the re-signings as we sit right now. The Dallas Cowboys, as they come into the season, it, it is not for lack of effort to get themselves in a position to, uh, let me see if I can find the uh, precise one. Okay, they, They've re-signed, and the lowest is $10 million. So over the weekend we've had we've had Trayvon mm-hmm. got his money. Okay, uh, we got uh, Terrence Steele got his money. Uh, Zach Martin. Zach Martin got his money. Uh, Zach Pollard he did get his money. I mean we counted it's only ten million, but they did in the broadest sense of the word re-sign him. Dorrance Armstrong and now Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong we got I think his was his was earlier on, but they re- Donovan Wilson got money early on. So they 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 did a lot of retention. They liked their team clearly, because a lot of guys came available, Rob, that they just weren't in the market for, other than Trey Lance. Yes, <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> which that the opportunity cost of that fourth round draft pick, mm-hmm. I think, is one that's going to ripple along with the uh, just the the ongoing contention that Jerry is in fact Jerry. He is. You know, uh, that he is, in fact, Jerry. We're going to look at the rest of the Dallas Cowboys moves before John Eisenberg gets here. But I want to tell you about my good friends over at Tri-County Meat Market. The Cowboys have re they've spent money. I want to say something real quick about Tri-County. What's that? Prove me wrong and go testify for 25. When I hear you say that and I hear Jason say that, the first thing people say is, oh, it's probably some nonsense. Actually... <laughs> It's a great deal. Every time I go over there, I jump on the five or twenty-five. So there's two me, meals. There's two me meals in that. Yeah, prove Good me meals. wrong. Prove me wrong. Best meal, really. It is the best deal Absolutely. going. Absolutely, and uh, it's everything you need. Trust us. Head over to Tri County Meat. Yeah, Market. for sure. Uh, the the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I find this interesting as we have finally. We're starting to whittle away with the chaff, and we're starting to play some football games. Trey, tomorrow night, Trey baby. Lance, yeah, we'll put this thing to bed. Yes, uh, Jerry has, by every measure in my mind, over the last several, over the last ten days, put firmly into play. All right, we have made it to this point, and this is. I think he's telling with every action and every word. I'm the decider. I am. I have acquired the talent. I have paid the talent. I have a. I have capitulated to Zach Martin. I didn't want to do this. He forced my hand, and I did it, and I did it with a smile on my face. I did everything y'all asked me to do, but here and there, I'm going to do something I want to do. And here we sit. The season is going to begin, and everybody will be held held on account. And I think Dak is being held on account. I think that Pollard's being held on account. I think uh, Micah is being held on account on a different standard, but still being held on account. I think his head coach is being held on account. I think his offensive coordinator, whatever shot he is, is being held on account. There's a lot of people that are being judged by what happens over the short and long term. And Jerry has made it known. I mean, you could hear it in his voice 
when he's talking about when a guy like Trey Lance comes around, look, I don't need to talk to anybody. Listen to Jerry. Uh, the way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. But it lets us do a trade like we did the other day on Lance. Because I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is because I had all the information. I had it from when we drafted him. I had information just at my just right at my fingertips of what we thought of his play the last couple of years. Uh, I knew what we thought of him. I didn't have to visit with anybody about what kind of player he is. And so I was able to make the call relative to we didn't want want to put the resources in him, want to develop him, where he fit on the whole team. I don't have to talk to anybody about that. <laughs> that didn't sound too friendly. Now, I understand, again, I get why the guys over at the fan asked the question. It's a fair question. Like, why not talk to them about it? But but I get Jerry's answer. There's some things that I'm just going to do and that you just got to, you know, like I said, you know, when they told us, hey, Rob, Rudy, by the way, Y'all are going to start at 6 a.m. Uh, I set what, my alarm. You know, it wasn't like they said, hey, what do y'all think about? <laughs> it was like Monday, January 17th, we're going to 6 a.m. You know, sometimes boss tells you something. Sometimes the boss asks you or asks for suggestions. It's the world we live in. And he has repeatedly come out with when the move was made, and then it was reinforced again yesterday as he joined the fan, 105.3 the fan. And look, this is my team. This is my team. I will do with it as I wish as general manager one right. or owner one, depending on how you want to rank things. I'll do what I want, and I think it was a, a fair shot across everybody's bow. Here we go. Right. Here we go. I've now, given you everything you want. Now, the thing about it is it's kind of universal that everybody feels like this defense is going to be really good. I think all the questions, because of what happened last year, because of Dak's interceptions, because you had a Brandon Cooks, because Zeke is gone – all the questions are surrounding, and Kellen Moore is gone. All these questions are surrounding the offense. This is what Jerry said he's looking for out of this offense. I'd like to see uh, better protections with our quarterback. Mm. That can come about through his own footwork. That can come about through his own release. How quick he releases the ball, get the ball out. That can come about through the design of the passing game. Uh, have it where uh, uh, the, the, the uh, thing gets uh, gets. Uh, uh, probably is not as drawn out and, and uh, where you can uh, place the ball where you can, not necessarily will, but where you can place it. What? Uh, those things I'd like to see on the protections. I'd probably like to see a uh, tighter front. Uh, those are called splits. Sometimes that's there. Sometimes it isn't. An adjustment in the split, that affects the running game. The running game, we've actually, as has been pointed out, we've had great uh, tr- uh, numbers of carries numbers of attempts in the running game throughout Kellen Moore's time. But uh, maybe how how and when that comes, the emphasis on the running game is going to be the difference. But uh, I see uh, I see uh, uh, the use of what Kellen has. These guys are, are uh, of course, products, especially Dak. Uh, he's never had a year when he didn't have Kellen Moore with him in the pros. Mm. either as a teammate or as a coach. And so uh, he got a lot from that. He got a lot. And so uh, uh, the great news is that Matt came in. He uh, got Dak uh, 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 kept uh, working with Kellen. It kept being – it was influenced by Mike even then when he first – when Mike McCarthy first came in. But uh, 
uh, all of that, I think, creates a really great base of having Mike McCarthy step up and call the plays. And, of course, there's no saying if you're going to install, you make the call. You don't call if you don't install. <laughs> and, of course, he's got his hands right in the middle of the install. Mike. Jerry Jones speaking to the uh, Sean and RJ on the 105.3 Whenever the he yesterday. gets that long-winded, he don't know what. Then that's when he loses me. That's Steven's nightmare. Yeah, like, wait, 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 what, wait what, what? What did you say? It's time to stop talking about Kellen Moore. The longer Agreed. that Jerry is talking about Kellen Moore. And McCarthy. McCarthy does his fair share of talking about need to, Kellen, too. You guys need to find a new show. You need to, I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, th- this like has got to stop. Dead this season 17. Yes, because the longer there are comparisons out there, the worse off things are going, I think. Yeah, and it also just, we just, it keeps it on our minds, up front, at the front of our minds, that every time that something goes wrong, we're going to we're going to resort back to that. Now, also, I think he is p- putting the screws to Dak a little bit. You know, when he says, you yes. know, protection's got to be better, but Dak's got to fix some of that with his footwork. I'm like, damn. You know, uh, I get it, but at the same time, they just let you know, as Pledge, let, you know, as Pledge said, there's some big-time, big-boy negotiations going on. That and, and, and we got to let you know that a part of this, a part of the reason why we're not as good as we where we want to be, is because of you. What did I hear? This is big boy negotiations. The uh, what's Dak responsible for like thirty five turnovers in the last thirty one games? Something something, like something ridiculous. The idea that he's pointing out protections. It's one of the re- great reasons to be at training camp because one of the first things that we talked about with all the guys there at camp as we arrived was uh, even McCarthy re- reflected on it when we had him sitting down with us, the, the changes in the blocking scheme that they have right. gone from a pocket protection scheme to a sliding scheme, which allows Dak a little bit of more mobility right and left. And, and Jerry ref- talked about that. And then when is it in depth as talking about splits, yeah, he's, he went in the woods. He went football woods. Just wow. Letting, he letting us know that, hey, I know football. That's exactly. He letting, he, he letting us know. I remember when Cuban did that to Skip Bayless, and he was like, did you even know what defense we're in, Skip? We're in this, and we were doing this in order for him to be like that. You, you think he just quit, but that was actually our defensive scheme. Sometimes they have to do that to let you know that they know football, they know basketball, and let us know as the media members. We don't know anything. Yeah, That's d- what that was. Jerry did kind of set it up like, hey, man, I know my exes yeah, and O's. Like, this, that's sometimes called splits. I'm like, what? Now, the other stuff, I don't know, a bunch of Jerry just being Jerry. But we're close, and Jerry's talking, and that's what we want. Hey, coming around the corner, we're going to talk about a great book that is available to you at anywhere you might buy your books called Rocket Men. Uh, John Eisenberg is coming next. We're looking at the uh, growth in the, historic perspe- in the historic perspective of the black quarterback from Warren Moon to Pat Mahomes, the black quarterbacks who have revolutionized pro football. We're talking about it next. It's going to be a great conversation, and you'll be better for it. And it's coming around the corner. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. Football is back, and this Sunday, San Antonio Sports Star is going live to kick off the Dallas Cowboys regular season. Join us this Sunday at the Twin Peaks Park North location starting at 3 o'clock as we pregame for the Cowboys and Giants. Sunday fun day with us. 29-degree beer, tasty snacks served up with the lovely ladies at Twin Peaks, and we've got your chance to win three doors down tickets. It's this Sunday out at the Twin Peaks Park North starting at 3 o'clock. Let the football festivities begin. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
your shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning to all. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. That's R&R in the morning here on 94.5 FM. We're so glad you're with us this morning. Thanks for dialing in San Antonio Sports Star. We're joined by John Eisenberg, esteemed author, writer with the uh, Baltimore Sun for years. Wrote him a couple of books. Uh, his latest one is Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks that revolutionized pro football. An outstanding read and a very appropriate release as we begin the NFL uh, regular season tomorrow night. We'll get a chance to look at the preeminent, the face of the NFL in Pat Mahomes, and here's a product of Giants that came before him. Uh, welcome on the show, John Eisenberg. We're glad you're here. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, before we go any further, I, I found it interesting that uh, you're a Baltimore type, been writing for the Sun for years. Was the impetus to write this book uh, the the rise of Lamar Jackson? Well, that definitely had had something to do with it, and and I, and I do have to say, on in San Antonio, I am a Texan, born and raised in Dallas. Oh, man. nice, man. good people then. So, so uh, definitely, actually, written a couple books back in the day about the Cowboys, early days of the Cowboys. But, um, uh, yes, I mean, Lamar's uh, rise. I've been in, in Baltimore for 35 years and, and, and actually wrote for the Ravens' uh, digital side for a little while. And so had a real up-close view of Lamar coming in. And, and definitely what he dealt with, uh, barely getting drafted in the first round and uh, being told by one scout that maybe he should be a good, he'd be a good wide receiver uh and of course second year in the league he's mvp uh and so uh that definitely sort of opened my eyes to the fact that they're still dealing with this situation the denial by stereotype that affected so many of the generations before him lamar's fortunate as is this current generation they get to play uh, some of the prior guys did not mm. well th- this is my thing uh john and i i, pre- I can appreciate this book I, I feel like the root of it, not the root of it, but I also feel like a part of the problem is you don't see many black offensive coordinators or quarterbacks coaches either that have input in the room when these guys are being drafted or not drafted or free agency. Is, is Was that anywhere in the thought process when you put this together? Without a doubt. I mean, the... Uh Certainly, uh, we're we're now in 2023 seeing a lot more black quarterbacks getting a chance. And in my view, the the focus sort of of the of the diversity issue in the NFL has switched to the coaching ranks. Right. Uh, that is uh, not many head coaches and the coordinators, as you as you uh, mentioned, is obviously very true. And, uh, you know, that also goes for general managers, you know, the guys that <laughs> right, right. control the jobs and, and scouts, uh, although I think it, it's changed a lot. And so, yes, I definitely address some of that in the book that uh, I think when you see more and more uh, uh, black coaches and offensive coordinators, I think you will continue to see changes and improvement in this situation. Like, for instance, where I sit here in Baltimore, 
uh, with the Ravens, they've had Ozzie Newsom from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, you know, the first black GM in ball in NFL history. He's been shaping the roster from the beginning. And as a result, you've seen uh, a steady stream of black quarterbacks get a shot here. Uh, backups, starters, you know, everyone. Randall Cunningham at the end of his career was here. Yes. Steve McNair they traded for. And uh, then eventually his last draft pick was Lamar Jackson. And so uh, it shows you what happens when you have a minority uh, uh, eyes and ears on this subject. Point. Uh, things change. So there's no doubt that that is a factor in this story. The book is Rocket Men, Black Quarterbacks Who Revolutionized Pro Football. The writer John Eisenberg joins us here on San Antonio Sports Star. And I'm of an age that I remember James Harris uh, playing with the Rams. I remember Marlon Briscoe coming there. I remember Doug Williams winning the Super Bowl. And I, you know, I, I see the signposts there of as the changes were slow. And then we'll talk about Warren Moon and all the other greats that came to follow. And those are the obvious names. Can you give us some of the the names behind the scenes, the general managers, the coaches that were really behind pushing to get Harris as a starter and the, the general managers that were willing to take that step. Uh, let, let's signify and give some credit to those that were willing to make that move. Well, uh, without a doubt, there are guys. Um, and James Harris played for the Rams in the mid 1970s. I don't know if you remember the coach Chuck Knox, yes. the good NFL coach in the Absolutely. 1970s. Uh, well, Chuck Knox was coaching the Los Angeles Rams in 1974. And you have to understand, there were no black starters in there. There was no history of it at all other than Marlon Briscoe for a few games in the late 60s. So Chuck Knox is a guy that steps up and says, you know, this guy on the practice field, I really like him. He's big. He's strong. He can run the offense. He's everything I want. So he puts him in there. And so that's a guy uh, that, that totally lost to history. But a coach who said, I don't mind playing a black player at quarterback. And, and James Harris went in there, and, and uh, the Rams went to two NFC championship games with him. And so a little. this is not a Jackie Robinson story. There's not one moment right. where one guy changed everything. It's a thousand little moments. And uh, that was one of them. Chuck Knox definitely had something to do with that. Um, the Houston Oilers, listen, in the you know 1984, uh, there was a lot of bidding for Warren Moon when he came back from uh canada and they signed him and gave him at the time the largest uh contract in nfl history certainly didn't have to do that uh but uh and and the oilers were not good and and they lost for three more years with warren moon uh you know however they were willing to stick it out you know losing quarterbacks in this day and age get run out of town but they stuck it out with him, so I give the Oilers credit there. I give Buddy Ryan credit Absolutely. Uh, because he had Randall Cunningham in Philadelphia, and rather than say, I'm going to make you a drop-back quarterback like everybody else in the league, I'm going to let you be you. And uh, so Buddy uh, would be another one that had a, had a great say. There's, there's just a bunch of them. Um, John, can you talk about how over over time is the, the position of the quarterback, how it's been glamorizing its importance, importance to the game? and how, how that status was used to exclude black players. Yes, that is absolutely a truth. <clears throat> and what happened was, I mean, the NFL was all white uh, from 1934 to 46, just like Major League Baseball. And, uh, when the, and, and that's a period of time when NFL football really changed. Uh, passing games became in vogue, and the quarterback position became important. And uh, the league was all white. And so coming out of that period, when they started to reintegrate, 
there was never. I mean, they would they would take a black player who was fast and say, oh, well, he could be a good running back or a defensive back or a receiver uh, or a, a big lineman they would find. But in terms of giving the offense over to a guy was calling the plays and throwing the passes, the teams were like, no way. Uh, you know, the stereotypes were in vogue. They feared that black uh, a black quarterback uh, maybe wasn't smart enough to run the offense or wasn't enough of a leader, or wouldn't put the work in. It's all this horrible racist stereotyping, and it was invoked for years. And so the glamorization of that position, uh, you know, in the long run, was definitely used against him because team, you became the face of the franchise as a quarterback. And uh, these owners, uh, you know, were white, still almost all white, uh, were afraid to uh you know make a black player the face of the franchise the mm. 60s the 70s in particular so the glamorization of the position definitely worked against them getting opportunities and we sit today with pat mahomes literally the face of the league the face of the league i know and two super you know we're, we sit in a year where there are two uh coming off of a super bowl with two black starters and three of the first four picks in the draft or black quarterback so it's it's nice to see the situation improving uh you know however before you just raise your arms in triumph and, and this is really why i wrote the book before you do that you have to realize that it's also a sign of what could have been there's no question about it because there's a generation of guys that didn't get a chance and uh you know that's right. a sad tale it's a great book, a great rune that really kind of weaves in the, that in that inbred kind of racism and the uh, the efforts behind the scenes and the extraordinary efforts by coaches and players to get us. And this is a journey that continues, uh, well documented and a great read. I do recommend it. This is John Eisenberg. His book is Rocket Men: The Black Quarterbacks That Revolutionized Pro Football. Find it wherever you get your hardcover books. Get it quick. The season is beginning, and this is a fast read. It's a good read. You're not going to want to put it down. Thank you so much for the books. Sir, it is a good read and a worthy accomplishment. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we've got uh, it's just about time to do some injury talk. We got some huge news yesterday afternoon as the Kansas City Chiefs told us that Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, excuse me, hyperextended a knee. That matters. And when we talk injuries, we talk with Doctor Jason Garrett of Arasti. It's time for his stop by. Good morning, Doc. How's your Wednesday going? It's going great. How about you? Happy belated birthday, by oh, the way. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Feeling good yeah. about myself and all things football. Um, He's such a nice guy, Doc. He is. I know. Dr. Garrett. Who Dr. told you that? Who told you that? Did Edwin uh, tell you to say I that? Saw it, I saw it on social media. Oh, okay. The wonders of social media. Let's talk hyperextended knee. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs tell us it looks like the ACL is intact. I guess that is, <laughs> of That's all the news, at least you got that going for you. Tell us what a hyperextension is. Uh, tell, you, tell us how you get back from it. All right, so when you hyperextend your knee, it's when you plant your leg and your leg is fully extended, your leg is dead straight, your femur and your tibia essentially jam together. And so sometimes you can bruise the meniscus, sometimes you can tear things, you can tear a hamstring. The fact that nothing is torn, especially the ACL, is a really good sign and probably why they, as of yesterday, I don't know if today, yesterday they had not ruled him out, which means there's no real structural damage. The problem is a lot of times you get a bone bruise in there and bone bruises are extremely painful mm -hmm. and can lead to other injuries. Now, Kelsey's a... You know, he's a beast, so he'll probably want to play. He'll probably say, numb it up, let me get out there. But I think it'll probably be wise to be a little more conservative and not risk it the first game of the season. 
Hamstring strain. Tyler Smith left guard for the starting left guard for the Dallas Cowboys. Hamstring strain happened yesterday. Now, by Sunday night, if it's just a strain, he's good to go. That's what Jerry's telling us. But give us the, you know, the degrees of separation on the strain mm-hmm. and a pull and a tear. Well, so the Cowboys have some secret weapons. They have some really good medical staff and some good oh, okay. training staff that, that can actually take a hamstring strain where it used to be anywhere from two to six to eight weeks and get it back within five to seven days. So hopefully it's a mild strain. There's a lot of degrees of strains and strain, pull, tear, they're all varying degrees of the same thing. So strain just means you've torn some muscle fibers, you've injured the connective tissue surrounding that muscle. It's more likely to get a lot worse if you don't get it effective, get it treated effectively. Now, if it was like a grade two strain sprain, and then you've got more muscle fibers torn. If it's completely detached from the bone, that's like a tear, that's surgical. So he's nowhere near that. The problem is with hamstrings like groins and calves, as soon as they feel pretty good and you got full strength, it doesn't mean it's going to function correctly. So when you go into a football game and you and you move in a way that's really explosive that you can't really test unless you're in a game game uh, scenario, sometimes you re-injure it. So it's uh, I would again, if it's a real strain, I can't imagine him playing this this week but he should be back within a couple weeks. Yeah, it feels like there's such an art and a science to the rehabbing of calves and hamstrings, that there is the science that obviously is improving. But then there's just the art form of knowing whether you're ready or not to go. And you you see Cooper Cup, who's dealing with hamstring issues, he's going to find an expert on this. I don't know exactly what that means. And then you see with the calf, Joe Burrow, who, you know, it looks like he's going to play, but everybody's just kind of on on eggshells wondering if they're ready to go. What is it what is is it in the art of being a rehab guy that tells you he's ready even though there's no science to prove that he's any readier than he was the day before? Well, so the challenge with this there's no good test you can use other than full explosive speed and you'd never want to test that right. until you feel like it's it's healed. So it's a it's a huge catch 22. The reason being is you can do a mus- you can do an MRI and see if there's muscle tearing. You can see blood. You can see blood healing. Muscle hair heals that are very predictably raised. The fascia, the connective tissue that surrounds it, doesn't have a great blood supply, but it has a really good nervous system supply, and it feels pain long before your muscles do. And so if that's damaged and your brain can't process that properly because it still thinks there's an injury there and it's trying to protect it, it shuts it down, which makes you more likely to tear the tissues around it. So it's it's a like you said, it's there's there's no perfect science to it. It is an art. It's Seeing enough of these things, that's experiencing yourself as an athlete, knowing what you can and can't do, and then making the best judgment when it's time to go. Now, talking about Otani, we talked about him last week, Doc. Now, 2018, when he tore his UCL, it was at the top of the UCL. They're saying this one is at the base of the UCL. There's no damage to the repaired UCL from the initial surgery. So they're saying that there's a surgery that with a shorter recovery time that he could do that wouldn't require necessarily Tommy John. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, so it, it's like the new quote-unquote Tommy John where they take the end of the ligament and they take a screw and they put it back into the bone and then they surround it with a, almost like a Kevlar mesh. And so it responds really quickly. You know, Instead of the, the 12 to 18 months like it used to be, you can make a full recovery and come back almost stronger than you were before within four to six months. Um, so there's, there's really good news with that. In fact, it didn't hurt the previous injury. Um, the bad news is, once you carry UCLs, that means your mechanics, there's something causing that, especially if it's your second one. So he may have to modify his throwing mechanics in the future, um, or maybe not. I mean, you never really know. It's Again, it's, a, it's kind of a luck of a draw with certain tendons and ligaments. 
Oh, one last uh, point to bring up as we have joined stinger season. We're going to hear it a lot. <laughs> what exactly is a stinger? Because they're coming. <laughs> Chase Young so got stinger, one. Anytime you have bruised or overstretched or jammed a nerve root, usually out of your neck. So you, you, know, you hit someone with your head or your head gets pulled away from your shoulder during a tackle. You get numbness and tingling all down your arm or like a stinger. And depending on the severity of that, it could be it could go away in five minutes, like hitting your funny bone, or it could be a more significant injury that requires future cervical disc herniation surgery. Hopefully that's not going to be the case for most people. Uh, most people can avoid that, but a stinger is just you bruise or damage the nerve root and it causes severe nerve pain down the arm. It just doesn't feel like stinger is a good enough word for exactly what that is. It's kind of like uh, um, uh, the flu. Uh, there's some other words that just need to be a little bit stronger. He is uh, Dr. Jason Garrett uh, with Arosti. I guarantee you, everybody we talked about is going through some Arosti today as they're getting ready to play. That's what we do, and that's what you get yourself back in the game with. Dr. Garrett, thanks for stopping by. Peace Stay out. safe. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. You know, the... Uh, this is where guys, where guys like Dr. Garrett and the idea behind a Ross and all that, this is where the rubber meets the road right now in the NFL. Yeah. Because it is everything you can do to get yourself ready for Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, keep seeing Otani's name. Can't help but think he'd go from 600 to about 400. Man, I. Or, it, or, or maybe someone at the last minute says, you know what, screw it, we'll overpay. But I think he went from about 600 to about 400. Probably cost himself about 200 million. Two UCLs? In the grand scheme of things, we all knew that the Angels were just lighting themselves on fire. You know what I mean? That what the what, you guys by not trading them by not trading them by trying to go all in, and they have been the worst team in baseball since then. <laughs> Damn. I mean, we all saw it That's coming, harsh, but I feel you. We, we knew it was going to happen, and here we sit as their boat is burning around them, and they're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, Otani done. Hey, the 9 o'clock hour is chock full of goodness. Lots of Dallas Cowboy talk as they get ready for them New York Giants on Sunday night. But the league itself gets busy tomorrow. We're going to look at the team, the Dallas Cowboys. The gumbo is boiling around the NFL. There are free agents. free agents. There are holdouts that de- definitely need to play and injuries that will play a role in all the games that matter. That's why when you uh, uh, listen to us, we keep you all caught up. We'll be right back with full NFL coverage next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. for the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Good morning to you! Good morning. There my mic wasn't on. I forgot everyone don't turn on my mic. I have to turn it on myself. We're, uh, it's safer that way. It is. It's rather to have a no, cold mic that you think is hot than a hot mic than you think is cold. Uh, <laughs> there's a new cancellation thing going on up there, so we'd rather them be cold until hot. Not that you would ever say anything that would be canceled. You never know. You never know, man. We break, all have slip-ups. You never, never know. This hour, lots of uh, pro football talk as we're just a little ways away. Jerry spoke uh, regarding a bunch of things. Mike McCarthy is happy with his kicker and 
Trayvon wants to get Micah paid. But first, a couple things around uh, some San Antonio news. I just saw J.J. Perez, our mouthpiece for the UTSA Athletics, uh, JJ. Uh, tweet out that Harvey Najim, a well-known San Antonio, San Antonio philanthropist, a great man, a pillar of San Antonio's history. If good things have been done over the last 30 years, I promise you Najim uh, has had a hand in it, has donated $2 million uh, to the UTSA Athletic Department, a million this year, a million next, and I'm sure the uh, coach trailer has some uh, – some things to work through over the weekend, but that certainly brightened his day to see that come in his direction. Yeah, congrats, you know, and thank you. You know, they every dollar counts, especially when you, you know, on the constant hunt for money like like UTSA is. And Coach Trailer makes no bones about it. He need we need all the money they can get when you're talking about that that school and that program when it comes to bubble and coaches and all the types of other things. So, props, they needed it, and uh, two million dollars is a big deal. The UTSA's athletic department has stayed busy. Uh, I'm reading a, uh, an announcement. Bud Light announces a renewed partnership with UTSA Athletics. How did that go over? Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Hey, Kid Rock's drinking it again. I think we're over it. <laughs> I don't think we can. No, I'm like, you know, I, when I saw that, the first thing I thought was like, damn, I don't know. Uh, but if I'm UTSA, I'll be like, hey, y'all going to have to get over it. We're taking this money. Uh, they're helping to sponsor the uh, – uh, radio show and playing a part in the athletics, and that's just one more part of the big-time college athletics that uh, UCS, UTSA is now a part of. Did you notice how front and center UTSA was on game day on Saturday? I didn't watch game day. Oh, my I always, goodness. I, I, I'd watch it here and there. I'll, prob- I'll definitely watch it this week considering it's Texas and Alabama, but what were they were they speaking a lot about? Coach McAfee Jeff? was all over them. I mean, it was a Well, top- that's why we lost. Uh, you know what? Hell. There was a lot. Did it, he have on sleeves? Uh, he's he's a he wears a jacket on King Game Day, right? Yeah, he had a jacket. He puts on this big stupid belt buckle. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh uh, man! Speaking of ESPN, man, the uh, they did a commercial for the Manning cast. Oh, have you seen the, that the tryouts? Thing, that thing was funny. Well, the Manning cast commercial, but some behind the, the scenes. The, yeah, for the tryouts. All the people that are tr- well, supposedly. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a gag, but it was. Do you think anybody it was awesome? Uh, that might be the that most. Was, that was a bet. I mean, but this is Peyton and Eli. They actually are funnier than you would think. That show is must visit. Yeah, it was funny watching, oh, uh, gosh, Dalvin Cook say, oh, you guys dress like this in real life. <laughs> he thought, you know, in other words, like, y'all really wear these half sweaters in real life? I thought it was just for the Manning cast. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Coach Trailer, he's going to be on the blitz today at five thirty, and I'm sure. Oh, that was that. That wasn't yesterday. I guess it got canceled yesterday. Uh, but he will be anyway. there today. Uh, speaking of the team, and man, oh man, uh, this Saturday Texas State UTSA took on a whole new it life. A turn. It took a new turn, didn't the it, Rob? GJ Coach Kenny, man, he left the Carnival word in the middle Ooh. of the night. Go UTSA. <laughs> And uh, Cal, they uh, they Carter Word wants to send Calzada back to A and M. Rob, I got I got word from Rudolph Gonzalez, big time <laughs> Carter Word guy. He says y'all can take him back. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Calzada's a player. Give him some time. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what that man? That so man's bad. here. Yeah, let me stop. That. I didn't That's know that he cool. was here, but give uh, the guy can sling it. But congratulations, Texas State. This Saturday's gonna be fun. Saturday. Now you talk about TCU oh. being overrated. Now, I mean, it it was their first win ever over a Power Five, so I guess we got to give it up to them. That's uh, twice in five years, Baylor. 
Yeah, what Joe is Texas State pledge is Texas State. This uh, Texas State fan is just been waiting for this. Just been well. UTSA needs to win. They got to get this win. They got. I want to say they have Army after this week, so they need to get this. They need this badly, and all these Texas State, or should I say, you Southwest Texas alums. Well, the offense. I'm gonna tell you this. If GJ can't do nothing, he can score points. Yes. So the UTSA offense is going to have to wake up. Now, they ain't playing Houston's defense, but the offense definitely got to look better than they did last week if they're going to score with GJ and the boys. Come on, Bobcats. Represent. I know you're out there. There's a lot of y'all out there. There's more. I would say right as far as alum, the alumni base. For sure. Texas State's right there with UTSA, right? Right now, I would think so. Just I may change numbers. over time now because of the football team and stuff, but I think right now, yes. So, represent. Let's see those Bobcats. I, we watched the score this weekend, and somebody that I was with said, I can't remember Texas State even winning a football game. Much somebody less beating Baylor. That. Yeah, I mean, and it's true. Damn. Well, think about what it's been like up there in San Marcos the last five, six years. That is a school that is. See, when I was growing up as a kid, like in the mid-90s. They were I, good. They was, uh, there was the party school. Oh, it still is. Oh, it is? Okay, see, I don't know. I'm an old man. I don't need to know what college kids are doing. But when I was coming up, everybody was like, man, you don't get, you ever been to St. Marcus? Oh my God, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, well, the only time I go to St. Marcus is for the outlets, bruh. Not for, not for college parties. Uh, uh, you've been following Team USA basketball? Don't, d- yes. They took down Italy. They lost. They're they going to the semis. Pounded into submission we, by Lithuania. We threw the game to Lithuania because we know we're going to see them later. That's what I'm rolling with, Rob. It makes me feel better. We went to, played <laughs> possum like Pop does. Steve Kerr went. No, we got our ass kicked. They, they, you know what? They were the first team to really expose us for being too small, and we played lazy on defense. Yep. But did you see they had to come to Jesus with Anthony Edwards, the team? Stop like, hey, man, shooting. You got to pass the ball, man. <laughs> like, that's it's sad when everybody sits down and you don't know that you're the you're the reason for the meeting. You're like, hey, what's going on, hey, guys? What's oh, up? me? Yeah, we, we, we look good, man. We got we all ready for Lithuania. Yeah, we will be once you stop shooting so damn much. So he went from 35 points and a loss to Lithuania to three and a win against Italy. He uh, got the message. That's Remember when Kobe did that? Remember when everybody was like, mad at him? Fine, I'll and, pass. And he just passed the ball the whole game? That's what I feel like Anthony did. Like, oh, you want to compare me to Kobe, huh? Uh, all right, I'll show you. Cause and I, which I, look, I like Anthony Edwards. That's Bush League. That's what? Bush League. Like, like just go, going for when three? everybody tells you, like, hey, man, I think we'll be better off you pass the ball, and then you just come out and pout. Like, well, three... I don't think he was pouting. I saw the game. He was just passing. That's pouting. And he didn't play that much either. <laughs> I mean, it was a, they, they, were, they beat him by, they beat like, him 40. by 50. Yeah, I, and, I get it. And they gave, it was an opportunity for some of the other dudes to kind of step up. Uh, Mikel Bridges looked, uh, yeah. had a little bit of swag. Halliburton played well, too. Um, did you, speaking of that, they played Germany next. Did you see Schroeder and the Germany coach get into it? He's like, don't put your hands on me again or it's going to be a problem. I'm like, And the German coach, you sit down. You don't talk to me like that. He's like, don't put your hands on me again or it's going to be a problem. Touch me again, Klaus. <laughs> Schroeder's trying to make a point. They had some trouble with him the first time they played Germany. They played him in Abu Dhabi a couple weeks back. Oh, okay. Um, that's on Friday Germany they played Germany. What time? At 2 in the morning? Yeah, our time? That's, that's why. I hate that. I, 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 so many of the 
of you spectrum types have cut the cord i would say have has that has that been no. fixed just still no, joe owes jason beer because joe thought it would be done before the aggie game dude let me tell you i've i've played a, i've been a part of this it don't fix easy that's yeah this is big time millions and millions of dollars this isn't getting fixed overnight but for those that have fled the uh cord and are now using youtube or fubo or hulu whatever you're using to get your live sports it's better because all i do is just at least, but you got to go out and go in, right? Well, yeah, That's the only see, thing. For, well, I, I use Fubo for my sports. I'm not YouTube. I love YouTube though, but uh, for some reason I landed on Fubo, and I, that's where I'm staying. But you can just type in like Cowboys or USA Basketball, and no matter what channel, whenever it comes on, it just records it. Which oh, cool. I didn't ever have that before, and now I do. So even though they're going off at two, I've been able to watch all of the games as I was able to watch all. But of you're going to do ticket on youtube right or you or are you going to do that no i bought uh, the, the uh, sunday ticket i bought directly through um fubo no i couldn't buy it through the app i bought it through uh i guess the youtube okay yeah so that's but a, you can just buy but it. you got the red zone you got the whole pack you got, I didn't the, get the, you got the shiny one i didn't get the whole ticket all i bought was the 14.99 red zone package got you that's all you need yeah man i can't wait it's you coming need up the on cowboys sunday. and you need the highlights and you can don't forget you can catch it there you can listen here as we're your home for the dallas cowboys all season long and that there's several things that go along with it all the uh sideways shows that we offer all of the broadcasts and of course uh uh, they'll be playing uh, this Saturday as they kick off the 2023 season right here on San Antonio Sports Star. It's a primetime night game uh, starting at 6 and all night long. It's always brought to you by A.A. Best Bell Bonds, Mother's Window Tit, Woods Comfort Systems, Ewall, Kubota, and the law offices of Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chonkla. That's what we do. We cover the Cowboys. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Cowboys here in a second. I want to give away some tickets. Uh, we've got some uh, missions tickets for September the 12th. Next week. Season's running down. You want to go see them in the party that is the missions. Get on your device. 656-3776-656-ESPN. Caller number seven. You're going to have to want it. Caller number seven is going to go check out the missions as they take on the Springfield Cardinals. Mm. Uh, coming down for a little stretch. Go see our San Antonio missions. They've had a great year, and it's a good party. Games are short, man. That pitch clock, that's all the way down here. And uh, those that have been going are telling me that uh, regular two-hour games, in and out. What, what, what call are we taking for these tickets? Number seven. Caller seven? number seven I like that number. is going to go see our San Antonio missions. Uh, Jerry, has had a, Jerry's had a pretty good week. I, I don't think Jerry's had a bad week at all coming into regular season. Nah, me either. Can we uh, count his roses? He's, he's relatively healthy, 99% healthy. Got Terrence Steele done. Uh, Terrence Steele got his new deal. He got him a third-string quarterback. He's really, I, I, when we check off what happened in the 2023 offseason, I think that as far I as mean, planning your work and working your plan, Jerry is exactly where he thought he would be. Other than Tyler Smith, you've, got, you've been healthy. You had to deal with the Zach Martin out of nowhere, pay him a little bit of money. But I think as we come into the regular season, Jerry, after renegotiating five different deals, four different deals, and we'll count Pollard is. in there, that it is now put squarely in Jerry's lap. And while Jerry, I mean, into Mike McCarthy's lap, and while he's not bringing this up, Jerry's just talking about his position as owner, general manager, I do think he's firing a shot. Here we go. I'm the man. I'm the decider. I don't have to talk to anybody. This is Jerry about getting a quarterback. Uh, the way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. But it lets us do a trade like we did the other day on Lance. Because I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is 
because I had all the information. I had it from when we drafted him. I had information just at my just right at my fingertips of what we thought of his play the last couple of years. Uh, I knew what we thought of him. I didn't have to visit with anybody about what kind of player he is. And so I was able to make the call relative to we didn't want want to put the resources in him, want to develop him, where he fit on the whole team. I don't have to talk to anybody about that. Now, you don't have to talk to anybody about him, but the thing about it is the the problem is y'all tell us, as he did on Jerry 3, that, you know, you want Dak around for a really, really long time. But then you throw out little stuff out there, like when you're talking about the offensive line and how Dak can affect the offensive line. But Jerry says, says, he wants Dak around here for a long time. You think? I think so. I think he does. But at the same time, I also feel like he's like, look, I want you around for a long time. But if it just ain't going, if we you know if we're spinning our wheels, if we're running on a treadmill, then, hey, I got, I'm going to have to find a way to get you up out of here, and that's going to be on Mike and Scott and everybody else to develop uh, – Trey and Cooper Rush. Because we can, I don't dis- doubt what you just said is true. That I think in Jerry's mind, that it, there's no, no, you don't have to convince me, Dak. I know exactly who you are. I don't think that it's eight years, we're eight years into this, seven true, or eight years true, into true, this. True, so true, 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 true. Jerry, good, bad, or indifferent, he knows who Dak Prescott is. That, you know, he's been in the football business for 30 years. It, it's, we can discount a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but he's a football guy now. He is. I mean, he is. He, he is. So at the time, he was just a businessman. Now, definitely, he's he's definitely grown into a football. Yeah, he's man. a football guy, and True. you cannot discount the fact that he knew exactly what he was doing when he traded for Trey Lance. There's a reason why he didn't talk to McCarthy. Why he didn't talk to anybody else? Because they would have said, "Whoa, what about what about Dak? What? Whoa, whoa! We don't want to make him mad. No, Dak. Dak is in a situation where it's make or break. You know, I'm either going to pay you another quarter of a billion dollars." Or you're going to be on another team. It's going to be one or the other. And if you're on another team, I have to cover my bases. And he did that. I think it was a, a, a just a, I don't want to say, you know, pissing in the corner because he didn't have to do Whoa, that. It's his yeah, team. But, no, you know yeah. what I mean? but it, it is a sign you. that he is telling everybody, this is my team. I like it. I have no problem with it. I get it. You have to, again, competition breeds greatness. Now, Nothing coming wrong in with that. to the Cowboy game, uh, according to the FPI on the ESPN, the Cowboys have a 53% chance of beating uh, the New York Giants. 53? 53% chance. So there's a 47% chance they lose. 46.5, you are correct. Uh, there is, uh, they own the Giants. They're favored by a little over a field goal, 3.5, according to Caesar's Sportsbook. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys have lost three straight season openers, the longest streak since losing five straight from 2000 to 2004. Each of the last five season opening wins have come against the New York Giants. I got a stat for you. Last time an MLB player had three home runs in the first three innings of a game, Manny Machado, 2016, the Dallas Cowboys were the number one seed in the NFC, which Jose Altuve accomplished last night. Now, 2016, they did. Lose in the divisional round, but they were the one seed in the NFC the last time a baseball player did that, Rob. I Can just I tell I'd... you that is the most R.J. Ochoa yes, stat you have ever, you have <laughs> yeah. ever, you've ever yes, given us? Yes, it was. You know where I found that. That is a— Where else would I find that? Was that an R.J. Ochoa stat? Yes. Of course it was. 
Okay. Yes, it was. I, I didn't know that when you said it, but I knew that it sounded very much something like I got it from RJ. He joins us every Friday for his own show inside of our show. The RJ Ochoa Show will go off as scheduled uh, coming up this Friday, so make sure you're dialed in to the editor-in-chief of uh, Blogging the Boys. Dak Prescott is coming into this season with so many questions, and now somebody that at some point might actively be trying to take his job. He's seeking his 11th straight win against the New York Giants. Wow, 11? Yeah, 11th straight win. That would tie Roger Staubach for the longest such streak by a quarterback since 1950. Prescott has seven straight games with an interception, the longest active streak in the NFL. And an eighth would equal the longest streak by any quarterback in the NFL over the last So if he throws a pick Sunday night, it would be a record. Uh, of, of some sort, yes. Wow, Dak. Damn, bruh. But here he sits. We're going to see, man. This I'm I, I really going to find out what Dak's made of. One, you haven't got the extension done. Number two, they went and got Trey Lance. Number three... It's always been all eyes on you because you are the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But I think even some of his biggest supporters are also have their arms folded. Like, hey, y'all know you still my guy. But go out here and get it done. Even some of his biggest supporters. So this is a big, I'm not going to call it a make or break year, Rob, but we getting close to a make or break year for him. Seven games with a pick in a row. No, it's, it is this year, man. This, I, <laughs> Okay. It is this year. Let's not. It is either he's going to be a long term Dallas Cowboy. But it has to be clear that it's fault. It's his fault. It has to be a clear cut case that it's his fault, though, right? No. It can't be like, well, the defense didn't wasn't as good as we thought, and Mike McCarthy play calling was suspect. Like it, it has to be clear and cut that it's on him. Oh no, it doesn't. See, this is where he finds himself because you think Dak can survive another head coach? And another offensive coordinator? This will be number three now. This will be the third head coach. So if Jerry third goes, offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, got I don't you. care what Dak does. If, if if he has a great year and they don't make it, maybe. But right, it, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, so has, if it's clearly not his you, fault. So then. if it's clearly not his fault, but it's Mike McCarthy's fault, you go fire Mike McCarthy. Next coach you think they want Dak? He's killed two other coaches. It ain't going to happen. This, it, this is it point. for Dak. That's a good point. He's either going to get big-time long-term money or he's not from the Cowboy. One or the other, but he, I don't see him. If it fails, Dak's days as a Cowboy, he won't be a, He won't be the quarterback. If there's a new head coach, he won't be the quarterback. I can't imagine. No, it'll be Trey Lance. <laughs> or somebody. Poor Cooper Rush. Poor Cooper Rush. Hey, man, I'm second string. I don't know why anybody yeah. would talk about me. Uh, should the Giants dial back the blitz against Dak Prescott? No team at a high, has blitzed at a higher rate than the Giants did last season. Dak's pretty good against the blitz, actually. Uh, From my eye test, now the black and white might say something different, but my eye test says he's pretty decent at it. When New York brought the blitz last year, Prescott's QBR more than doubled. See? As nearly half my of the passes test. went for first downs. Both of Prescott's interceptions against the Giants came... And a standard pass rush. See, I know sometimes you got you. Sometimes you don't need pro football focus. Sometimes you just need a, a set of eyes and know a little bit of football. I know he looked good against the blitz on them. With Micah trying to be the defensive stopper that he is, uh, he has a teammate in Trayvon Diggs who is a a huge. We're all huge fans, but when you hear other players talking about getting guys paid, mm-hmm. uh. 
it comes out of their pocket. If you get more, I get less. Is how most they don't talk about it in friendly conversation, but there's only so much money to go around. Trayvon got paid. Now he wants Big Micah money. to get paid. Yeah, now that he got his. He didn't say that before he got his. But he did. So here he sits and he says Micah should get uh QB money. QB money runs about thirty five million dollars a year. Depend on who you are. Get forty. Ask for forty, Micah, and Jerry will meet you at thirty five. Hold out for a little bit and Jerry will pay you. That's the, you know, just look at the credit report. What is he gonna have to do? I mean breathe. We know he'll get paid. Walk. Walk and chew gum at the same time. This is a dundee. He's already said, he told us he's already putting Mike in the ring of honor. He already said Mike will be in the ring of honor along with Tony and Witten. Mm-hmm. He's already put him in the ring of honor. He's going to get $35 million a year, and he deserves it. He told Jimmy Johnson to his face, I'm well, putting you in the ring of honor. I ain't, I ain't going there. He said it to his face. Well, that wasn't like a news clip. It Before was, I die, I'll put him in. So I don't know how much I trust that. While I'm alive? <laughs> no! No, not at all. Will Texas beat Alabama while you're alive? What? Oh, I, um, I ain't going to even go there. Hey, let's talk some college football as we wind down a fine R&R. We still got more to do. The college football's got its top 25. What did Texas do? Did they jump up after their pretty win over Rice? Where does A&M sit? And what happened to uh, Clemson? Lots of college football talk as we round into week three of college football. Hold on tight. More to do. This is R&R. And you're on 94.1. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. We've got a jam-packed show coming up on The Blitz. We'll start with Michael Lombardi. He'll join us at 2.35. Bob Ballou will talk Texas Longhorns and Alabama at 4.15. And James Slater from the NFL Network will join us to talk Cowboys at 5 o'clock. Rudy, Wegman, better than yours? Come on, man. Uh, uh-huh. uh. Yeah, Rudy. Uh, that's not a stretch. No, that's <laughs> not a stretch. That's a, that might be a fact. Settle down, Ryan Eagle. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Did y'all watch Wegman? I believe I saw him hang 52 points. Uh, what do you mean? Well, no, you didn't. that last one was not Wegman. But. Joe, look, man, yours, he better not look like doo-doo this Saturday in Tuscaloosa. Even though it's in Tuscaloosa, even though they've only lost eight games in that building since 2007, he cannot look like booty crumbs. Okay? Uh, Tex- Texas took care of business against Rice. It started slow, and Ryan Eagle was all over. Pledge hated it, too. Pledge yesterday said, Ewers ain't that dude. He said he's not that guy. Now, this is this is a big UT fan now. everybody's feel- See, the thing is, though, Rob, when you think you have something better waiting, you get a little bit you're quicker to get irritated. Mm-hmm. So what UT fan is dealing with is like, well, I, 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 they want to see Arch so bad 
that their 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 patience with yours isn't going to last very long. Um, That's it, the problem. It won't. We didn't see him this weekend. Malik Murphy got the uh, second right. half duties and looked good too. I mean, that's. I mean, I can't wait to see where Malik goes in the portal. Maybe he should come to San Antonio because he ain't staying in Austin. Probably not. He ain't staying. Malik, come on to the portal. Come on, come on to San Antonio. Trailer let you play seven years. Alabama just beaten Middle Tennessee State into a pulp. But you can see there's possibilities there. Yeah. And one of them, I think, is I don't think Bama's going to be able to throw the ball on them. Well, this is the thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know too much about this quarterback. Definitely a dual threat quarterback. But you know, the receivers for Alabama are always open. Is it Mil Milrow? Milrow. Mm-hmm. Forget how to say his name. I don't know. I don't want to make his daddy mad, but I forget how to say his name. Milrow. Something like that. I think Texas has a better shot today than I would have given them even a month ago. No, you ain't giving them no shot. I am. I, I do believe uh, that Bama is as good. beatable as they have been in couple years they're, now they're angry but they're they're beatable because i think they have is they're still chock full of five stars don't get me wrong but there's not as many as they've had in the past i'll just leave it at that i'm not going to put any undue pressure on yours to go win this football game but i do say like you said you better not look like crap i can see i mean i i, I can see worthy having a big game he had a big game worthy you know probably should be in the nfl right now but i can see him having a big game Alabama defense ain't what it used to be. Uh, the two upsets, of course, LSU goes down to Florida State in what was a hard-fought, tough football game. Uh, Florida State. For a while. Yeah. For, um, even at the very end, I will give LSU the credit. That, there's a lot of athletes out there. But, again, this is something Brian Kelly just does not beat good football teams. He didn't do it at Notre Dame. He didn't beat a top-10 team. He hadn't done it again. Damn. He doesn't beat he For whatever reason. Well, a little harsh on Brian. Well, so far. He has not I'm not beat. saying you ain't telling the truth. So I think LSU, while if I had to choose between LSU and Clemson, pick one that's going to have oh, a season, it's, it's LSU. Because it's going to have what? A, a good, a yeah, good that, season? That oh, yeah. has the opportunity and the potential to rectify and be in at least the chase. Because the thing, at least, at least LSU lost to a team that right now looks like it could right. be playing in the CFP. Right now. That could change. But, you know, no disrespect to Duke, but. Duke. They ain't FSU. No, they step in, they take care of Clemson, and their reward is to leapfrog Texas A&M. That scored 52 points. We'll get that. That's another time. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> but both No, Colorado... say it with your chest, Rob. You don't think Colorado and Duke should have jumped A&M. And no. there's nothing wrong with that. That's not homers. I don't think, yeah, that's not being a homer. That, that's ridiculous. It's, okay. it's just silly. That what when you I know there were only two upsets right and when you look at what the the AP top twenty five did I didn't expect a bunch of movement because every yeah. team in the top twenty five but for two won by at least ten most scored above forty five points five scored over sixty points it was the most points scored by any and all of the top twenty five in the history of the AP. The home, the ranked teams, they won. I get that the A&M team didn't move up much. But to have them leapfrogged by teams that weren't in the top 25 just goes to show you the problem. That's just that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a strength of schedule yeah, leap. So that's a strength of schedule leap. The good news is A&M, you win your games, you'll take care of business. The good news I'm is. I'm worried about y'all this week, Rob. I ain't going to lie to you, man. Be. I'm worried about you, man. I, I, like what I, I like what I saw from Miami this Saturday. But, I mean, they were – 
they weren't playing anybody better than any better than what New Mexico is. But no. I'm just saying, and they I, look like they look fast again. Alabama, it's been a while. You're right. Alabama went into the and they did what they were supposed to do against Middle Tennessee State. A and M did exactly what you're supposed to do against New Mexico. Texas did exactly what you're supposed to do against Rice. Put them away, just, blow them out, get the get the starters off the field. That's what you're supposed to put do. Put the mistakes to bed, get the rust knocked off, and go win a football game in the second half because you are more talented and deeper. And both teams were more talented and deeper and looked like it in the second half. They their first half was preseason. They put the they got the wrinkles out and the troubles done, and and they moved on. There was nothing to show me that Texas cannot compete this weekend. Nothing, and there was enough there to go. You know, a couple of deep passes like you were just talking about. With Xavier, a couple of deep yeah, yeah, balls. Sure. Suddenly, I don't know if Bama can keep up offensively the if problem, they get behind. Rob, they don't have Daryl K. Royal Stadium with them this year. Last True. year, they had the energy of the stadium. It was the game of the year. They knew they were in a transition phase, but that was the game of the year. They geared up everything toward Bama and Oklahoma. This year, you're going into the Hornets' nest, and they ain't giving you no $50,000 worth of tickets in, in, in Tuscaloosa. It's different. I wonder if he called Johnny. I wonder if Quinn called Johnny. I wonder if he called Cam Newton. Are you calling the are you calling on upon the QBs that have gone into there, gone into Tuscaloosa and won and say, hey man, what is the key to it? The key to this one? Get ahead. Pray. Well, pray, but get a lead. Force Bama to do something that they're not comfortable with. I if I'm Sark. I'm swinging for the fences in the first quarter. I'm You're going you, the deep I'm ball play action the deep ball. deepen. I, I am doing everything I can to get a lead, to force Bama to do something that I don't think they want to do, and that's throw the ball. See, Tennessee did that last year with Hendon Hooker and Jalen and those guys, and they, you know, it, it became a shootout. And Tennessee outlasted them barely, but they outlasted them. I don't look. I, I'm not trying to disrespect Quinn, but he ain't right now. I mean, Hendon was 30, but still. <laughs> He ain't he ain't slinging that thing like Hendon Hooker and those guys were. He's just not. Game of the year, of the century of the week. Oh man, the game of the year is somewhere some some one of them SEC battles. It ain't this. I like Texas, and you know I'm, I'll be pulling for them. Rightfully so. I got no reason to pull for Bama, but no, they're gonna get beat. The weekend started with Colorado just jumping out of the starting blocks and running directly past TCU. TCU made it a game. TCU, I mean, we forget that this was both teams scoring 40 points yeah. and kind of the last team with the ball won. Yeah, Colorado has no defense. Not yet, anyway. So as much as it proved to either the doubters, like Dabo Sweeney, who doesn't deal with the portal or take transfers, that the portal, if used effectively works you can rebuild a college power five program in three months and Dion has them believing they're supposed to win which i don't know if they are but rob i saw that bull junk you wrote do you believe yeah i do <laughs> no you don't here <laughs> isn't it's okay because the thing no. about it rob is as impressive as it was it's still one game and i said that yesterday and i'm going to continue to say it because the thing that Dion and Shadur got to realize is, okay, it's fun right now, but as soon as you look bad, they're gonna come looking for you. They're gonna come looking for you, and you haven't had to. Dion hasn't had to deal with many losses in the last few years. In life, hell, what do you want to talk about in the last few years? He's never. Dion's never lost at anything he's done. No, nothing. And TCU isn't as good as advertised. I can, I think we can all agree. 
Okay. I'm not trying to downgrade what Colorado did. But, boy, are they ready to join the Big 12. <laughs> this is a team oh, that was God, built yeah. for the Big 12. They're going to hang They're going to hang 50 on the regular. I mean, that's a team that's just going to keep coming at you because they're that fast. But They probably win the Big 12 this year if they were already They might it. be close. Well, Texas fan just took some umbrage. But, yeah, that's oh, a good football team. Yeah. They're the, better than Texas. The Pac-12, as we sit, is undefeated, 13-0. That's crazy to me. And USC's already played two games. They're already 2-0. and Caleb. Sorry, Kyler. Get, if I'm Kyler, I start looking. I get me a realtor. I think that uh, Colorado is going to get its come up in, in about three weeks. I saw a mock draft where it had Arizona taking Caleb one and then Arizona taking Marvin Harrison Jr. second. They so, have somebody else's pick. If I'm not mistaken. So that's three Houston's. years in a row. They have Houston. So that's what I'm saying. So they could have Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. So like I said, Kyler, find a realtor, buddy. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you, at least you got $200 million on your way out, but you're gone. And they're going to find a quarterback a full foot taller than you are. Yep. You're going to be thanking us later. Now we are. Oh, we're about what? 30 hours away from the kickoff tomorrow night. We have sure. news uh, late last night or yesterday afternoon that Travis Kelsey has hyperextended a knee. Uh-oh. Now, the good news from uh, – well, the best news, I guess, we're getting from them is there the ACL seems to be intact. Uh, he's going to be kind of day-to-day. But it does add another problem to a Kansas City team that's dealing with the absence of Chris Jones and a Detroit team that finished last season apart from the playoff teams, <laughs> the hottest team in football. Uh, I'm, if I'm, if I'm Andy – this is a marathon. We've seen the teams get hot late. I'm letting I'm letting Travis rest a bit. That, that's why I have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we already considering him one of the goats, if not the goat, after another couple of rings. There's no reason to run him out there right now. I think Micah Parsons right now is a huge Detroit Lion fan. Huge. Help me understand that. If Detroit comes out and does what I expect them to do, run that Alabama running back all oh. day. That rookie running back. Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Run him all day long right down the throat of that Kansas City defense. Keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and go win this game scoring 28 points. Go Just keep it out of their hands and go punch it down there so that Kansas City goes, my God, we need us a Chris Jones. They go pay Chris Jones. Then San Francisco goes, well, we got to pay Bosa more than Nick Jones or Chris Jones. Bosa gets his money just in time to arrive. And Micah saw his dollar values go from maybe $35 million to maybe $38, $39. Micah is a huge Detroit Lion fan today. I I would be too. I see you working. I like that plot. I like that plot twist, but even though if I'm Mike, I still want, I want more than both of them because I play for the star. They come for the star, and don't forget, you can catch all things live right here. Don't forget the Blitz uh, will have Coach Jeff Trailer today at 5.30. They'll be talking about that brand-new no- donation by Harvey Najim. I think Jason and Joe are going to throw them a bunch of softballs. They ain't going to ask them why that offense looks so bad. Or why you let your team get to that position yet again to try to come from behind. There's questions to be asked of this football team as they prepare for Texas State. Don't go nowhere. we got a full sporting day ahead of you. Rudy and I got some work to do. We'll see you tomorrow.